Hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of the Gaming Memories Podcast, where I, Cade, call your host, aka Roboclip, the blessed beatmaker. Actually, I'm going to change that name. I really never liked that producer name. I have been making new tunes. Haven't figured out if I'm going to release them under the podcast or another artist's name, but they're dark, they're dirty, they're filthy, they're electronic, and they are all inspired by obscure video game references characters. The first track I'm working on is called Pesmerga, and for those who have played the greatest JRPG of all time, Sui Coden 2. He's also in Sui Coden 1 and I think 4 as well. 4 or 5. But he's this mysterious dark knight who doesn't give a fuck about anything other than getting vengeance on his brother Uber. You don't really know where he got his power from, where he comes from, where he's going. He just joins the party because he thinks he can run into Uber by joining you. And that's really all you know about him, but he fucks everyone up in Sui Coden 2. He has the highest strength stat in the entire game. Um, and he's this like mysterious dark knight with the power of vengeance. Great backdrop for a dirty, filthy tune. I'm working on that shit with my brother who's doing vocals. I'm very excited to release that. I haven't figured out the name I'm going to release it under, but I will be promoting that music on the podcast because it's all video game themed. Um, we're doing a lot of stuff around Bloodborne, both very big fans of Bloodborne, Dark Souls. Cannot wait for Elden Ring to come out, but... As commissioned by the gaming gods themselves, Miyamoto, the Father, Kojima, the Son, and Carmack, the Holy Ghost, I was instructed to restore the One True Video Game Podcast simply by interviewing creative and interesting people about their favorite games growing up. Uh, that's a joke. I'm not really a prophet, but don't tell anybody that. And if you do believe, go ahead and send me your money and your women because you'll be blessed. Isn't that how that shit works? Anyway, the point being, uh, I like to get to know people by talking about video games. It's actually really simple. I just interview people that I'm interested in and ask them about video games. And I have found that it's really fun and I have great conversations and I enjoy them. So the hope is you will enjoy them too. And today we have something creative and interesting. We have Retro Revy. Uh, his video game collection is fucking bananas. I've had a few collectors on the podcast. They're all dope as fuck. What I really like about Retro Revy, other than his beautiful man beard, which you'll see, because this will be the first episode of the new video format. Um, he's got a beautiful man beard, nice and thick and burly. He has a big collection, not the biggest collection you've ever seen, but it is all functional at any given moment. moment. Meaning, I think he has like... 16 or 20 something different Nintendo 64s. He has like all the different colors and variations of 64s that were released, controllers, all that stuff. It's all hooked up at any given time. He has a couple different TVs in his game room, computer monitor, a CRTV, a big modern TV. And through some wizardry of cable management and switchers and boxes and upscalers and all that jazz, it's all hooked up, meaning at any point you can grab any game for any console and put it on any TV in his room and play it. And I thought that was really cool because a lot of collectors, um, they have a collection, but it's, you know, it's not necessarily functional. They really actually just have like maybe a Retron hooked up or something. And I, that makes total sense. I only emulate because it's just ease of use is so, so awesome. But Retro Revy goes Balls to the walls. His room is immaculate. It's not just the games. It's the decorations. It's the figurines. It's the posters. It's the blockbuster signs. It's the lighting. The de It's just all of it. And at any given moment, you can play any game. You want to play Smash Brothers 64 on the lime green 64 with the clear controller? Boom. Pop it in. Flip a couple switches. Boom. Ready to go. 
I, I just thought that was really cool. It turns out he's a badass. Go figure. Everyone with pretty much <laughs> collecting habits, I have find that I get along really, really well with. So, yeah, Retro Revy, check him out. He's also Be Kind Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, Retro Revy. I'll put all the applicable links in the podcast description. As far as what's going on, updates on the podcast with me real quick. Still working on the YouTube channel. Still haven't uploaded, like, the Final Fantasy shit that I've been talking about forever. Waiting on a few things to get finalized. But uh, that's all coming down the pipe. I have not forgot about it. I have not forgot about the podcast. It's been a while since I put a... Uh, episode up. This will be the first one in like two months. I got COVID for a little bit, but I'm still gaming, still making hella videos, still focusing on the TikTok because mainly the TikTok is the only thing that's growing. And the TikTok growth is driving the podcast growth, which gives me more um, value to offer guests because the only thing I really have to offer them other than my stunning good looks and impeccable intelligence, which is all a lie, uh, is exposure. So the bigger the TikTok gets, the bigger the podcast gets, the more I have to offer guests. And the easiest is going to be to get more interesting guests for you guys, the listeners. So that's the plan. I've been focusing a lot on TikTok videos. They are a bitch and a half to produce and make, but it is working. So that is why the podcast has taken a little bit of a backseat temporarily because TikTok is working and ultimately that's better for the podcast. I am playing God of War on PC right now. All I'll say is the PC port is fucking immaculate. It's uh, one of the better PC ports of a Sony first party exclusive, much better than the Horizon Zero Dawn in the Days Gone port. It has all like a plethora of options. My favorite being you can totally customize the HUD. And I hate HUDs because they're just, they distract you. And so you can create a contextual HUD that only shows up when you need it. Get rid of all the extra shit because most of the battle stuff, there are in-game cues. You don't cues, you don't need indicators. And I've been playing the game essentially in immersive mode, which is no HUD. And it's awesome be posting some footage of that i'll be definitely playing some more dark souls remast tester um, i'm going through the whole game playing as solaire with halo guns and murdering every npc because i want to watch the world burn elder ring is coming uh so there might be no videos and no podcasts for who knows how long because elden ring is important other than that retro revy you know the drill check him out instagram twitter twitch all of his links in the podcast description, and as usual, remember to spread the good news of the Gaming Memories Gospel. By doing so, the gaming gods will rain down blessings from heaven in such great degree there shall be no room to receive them. This is my prophetic promise from the gaming gods. If you like, share, and comment, and help the podcast in any way, I promise you gaming blessings. Maybe you'll get that next Platinum Trophy a little bit easier. I have no idea. Maybe you'll actually get to be able to get a PS5 if you've been trying to get one. Maybe you'll be able to get a GPU. This shit's hard to get. Um, there'll be some sort of blessing by supporting the podcast. It's my prophetic promise. And there is no way that that promise would ever be hollow because reasons. Just believe me. Love you all. I say these things in the name of Miyamoto the Father, Kojima the Son, and Kamak the Holy Ghost. Amen. And enjoy the show. My, my grandfather was actually the one that got me into like big in the gaming. New game came out. I couldn't afford it. Super Nintendo. Bam. Right on the desk. What hell the yeah. hell? Super Nintendo? Hell yeah, Gramps. Hell yeah. Respect. Fuck yeah. Poppy, I love you.
Damn. You're right. You can grow, man. You can be a hateful little asshole. And then, you know, you learn and you accept your mistakes and just grow from it. Yeah. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make bad ones. Like, mm. I've practiced. Some people use the term radical honesty, meaning you just if someone asks you, like you just say, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done, like the worst mistake I've ever done or whatever. And I've been very open, uh, like I'm very open about smoking weed. Like people will be like, you have kids and you smoke weed. Yeah. All the time. That's it. I found that it's divisive, but people end up respecting you because at least they know where you stand. At least they know who you are. And that puts them at ease. Even if they don't like some aspects of you, everyone's like, they know who you are. I do it because I think it makes life simpler, the easier. It's like, I work really hard so I can be lazy. And so things can go smooth because I like when things are smooth and chill. And it's just like, oh, if I just, like when I was a kid, I found if I got straight A's, my parents wouldn't pay attention to what I was doing because they're like, oh, he can't be up to any shenanigans. He's got straight A's. So just get the straight A's and then you're fucking free, yo. You can go chase whatever girl you want. You can go hang out with your homies. Yep. Just, get, just get the A, like a little bit of work. And then you have, like, it's actually less work. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. I'm so high and you just got me thinking about all sorts of shit. Were you an A shit. student growing up? You were an yeah. A student, weren't Fuck. you? Yeah. You a smart motherfucker. I was no. a horrible student. I mean, I had a good, like, rep with the teachers. I wasn't, like, a teacher's pet or anything like that. Yeah, I was horrible. I was getting, like, C's and D's. I barely made out of high school. That's because you realize it. it is arbitrary. I think some kids realize that this is just bullshit. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those kids are the smartest kids because they're like, I'm not going to waste my time with this bullshit. I was I more mean, into, I was like watching Vanilla Sky and shit when I was in high school. Garden State. A, I have never seen that movie and it's, everyone talks about it. It's the most beautiful movie. It's, it's one of my, unless I'm biased, this is one of my favorite. It's definitely like number two or three on my list of being the best movies of all time. But it, I know you're into music. Um, have you ever heard of the band Cigar Rose? They're Icelandic oh, band. Yes. They're Dude. amazing. Yes. For those who don't know, they're like this mainly ambient, like some of them has beats, but like mainly yep. really ambient, like really unique sound, like super unique. For example, I watched a concert of theirs that was it done in like an abandoned nuclear submarine. And oh. the, it was just like this crazy yeah. reverb and you should definitely check them out. They're, uh, if When you want to like sit back and have an experience and chill, they're not, if you're going to work out, if you're thinking about pumping some weights, do not go listen to cigarettes. But if you want to chill, highly recommend it. You, you'll be on the uh, the stairs crying. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. I'm going to quit my job as soon as I'm done with yeah. this workout. Ooh. If you want to feel like looking at na- like some beautiful nature scene, like the majestic yeah. nature, maybe cigarettes would be, they kind of evoke that same thing. That's a good way to put it. Like a feeling yeah. of awe. Like, ah, beauty. It is worthy enough. And this is some big words coming from me. It is worthy enough to turn down the music of Skyrim. Turn, I love the music. I listen to music every single day of Skyrim and listen to Cigar Rose. Take that over the precedent of the music of Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm so glad you brought this up. So I had this habit that I don't, I don't think I've discussed with anybody on the podcast yet. And I'm thinking about doing a series of videos, soundtracks. You can basically replace video games with that are maybe better. And I have like a series of combos that I'm already into. Like, like for example, a super random game, Onimusha four on PlayStation two. One of my, it's the best Onimusha. All of you fucking haters. It's the best Onimusha by far 
Um, you, like- you know, I'm a huge Onomusha fan, and I will concur with that. Huge, massive. Yes, it's not even like kind of the best. It is the best of the series. To me, like I can't, I don't even know how it's not an argument. Like it's like if you have you actually yeah. played. I'll just say, have you played? Did you beat Donna Dreams? Did you play it? Mm-hmm. Did you really play it? And you think it's not the best one? Did you really play? Okay, like, and then a lot of times they just didn't play it. I'll pressure them. They just didn't play it. I'm like, I knew it, bitch. While you're in a conversation of this, you're like wrapping your hands up, like ready to fight them. <laughs> because it's so good, and, and no one talks about that game. It's nobody. Like, do- nobody does. It's like so good. I'm looking at my old Amusha collection right now. But there's a random UK dub artist. Like I don't even know if he's big. A friend of a friend knew him or something. I think it was a timing, but his name is Vaughn V A U N. It's like burial. Like UK garage, like super mm-hmm. down, deep reverb. And for some reason, he has a five song EP that I can listen to on repeat and just put in hours on Only Mushal Ford. For some reason, that album, I think it's seven or eight tracks, that album and Only Mushal Ford go together like peanut butter and jelly. And I want to do a series of, you know, treats. Like if you want to replay this game, pair it with this soundtrack. So I want to, I want to hear, I want to hear your suggestions because you were also saying this crazy asshole, by the way, saying, he likes to he likes to listen to Silent Hill while talking. And if, if anyone's played, I just recently did a video on Silent Hill and just re-listened to some of the soundtrack. One, it's really good. Absolutely. It's really want, I was surprised. If, if you want something like you just woke up, if you're not a morning person like me, you just want something to kind of like uh coast through the you know, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, doing your business, put on clothes. Uh, Silent Hill ambient extended music's eight hours long, right? It's the most beautiful, relaxing thing. And you'd be thinking some like <laughs> some like spiritual shit, like how am I going to conquer today? Yeah, Resident Evil Two, um, the save room music, ooh, beautiful. That's true. Actually, all the save rooms are pretty good. Yeah, now, I'm trying to remember. Is it the same jingle in all the games, or it's like slightly changed? Slightly changed. Resident Evil 2 is going to stand out to you, though. I think you're going to compare all of them. Resident Evil 2. We had this debate. Yeah, we had this debate uh, with my crew and um, Ironhide X19. Uh, he's my cousin. He's, he's he's the same age as you. He's he's well profound in the world of gaming. Good. He. We had this argument, and we came to the agreement that Resident Evil 2 was the much superior. Now, did you reference the Resident Evil 2 remake? The new one? Or are you talking Resident Evil 2 OG? The OG. OG. Not to knock the remaster? No, remake is a remake. The remake. It's a full-on remake. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to knock it. Beautiful game. I haven't I haven't finished it yet. Uh, did I. <laughs> Dude, you want to know why I didn't finish it? Mr. X is too much stress. He, he it was too much stress. It got to a point where I didn't but there's this middle ground where I, apparently he's really easy. He's actually not that smart. I would see some videos. I'm like, oh, God, I'm stupid. I could have figured this out. But I didn't see it through because it was just like, this is not fun. I'm not having yeah. fun. I'm just stressed. I'm getting into like speedrunners now, like on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like watching them. Yeah, there's, and there's so many great ones. And do you just feel dumber than shit when I do. you watch speedrunners? I do. Every I'm time like, I watch one, I'm like, what? That's an option. How the <laughs> hell? Did, how did you break eight zombies in a hallway? That's yeah. an option. Jesus, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. That's, that's, I'm just blaming it on that. I had this kid on Garrett. His name's Garrett. His username is Garrett. World record. Uh, yeah, what's the game he plays? Sledgestorm. Uh, Sledge, yeah, yeah. 
Peace. And just watching some, I watched a bunch of his videos afterwards and like went through his whole YouTube channel. It's like, what the hell? G A W R I T. I always pronounce his name wrong. He's fucking, he actually just hit me up. He's like, I'm going to stream Sledstorm. I'm going to try some new shit. I'm going to hang out one of his streams. But uh, I watched a whole grundle of his videos and I, I played that game quite a bit for the video. I probably put in like not quite a bit for an old game, like a couple hours. I saw his clips and that, that same thing. Like, how is that even possible? And then how did, like, how did you like, figure that out in the first place? Like, what were you even doing? He picked his level that a lot of speedrunners avoid. It's like when we get to do like tricks and stuff. From what I remember, he did, he did a level where it's like, you gotta do a lot of tricks and a lot of like speedrunners avoid that because just like, how do you, how do you even speedrun that? And he did it. And so he's a world record holder of that, right? Open Mountain Championship is the one he was most proud of. I think that's like the story mode of the game. He was like ahead by one, one or two seconds from number two. And he was, seemed to be the most proud of that one. And I think there was a couple other, other records he held. And he was, he, pretty, handled, yeah. he was pretty sick into Halo 3. Yeah, but he was he, way into Halo 3. Yeah. I bet he's fucking good. And yeah, I mean, the kid got talent. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's like our age, right? But the man has talent. Your props, props to the speedrunners. I could never <laughs> yeah. do it, but respect. You know, it's a game that I absolutely love that I actually do speedrun. I think I'm going to jump into it back when I do return to streaming is uh, Ghosts and Goblins. The NES or Super Nintendo? Yeah, so then the NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and oh. Goblins is my uh, my baby. I think I've tinkered on all of them, but they are notorious for being like the Dark Souls before Dark Souls. Very yeah, difficult. I yeah. did do a video on the Super Nintendo version, and uh, I just got through the first level. That was actually quite frustrating. So, had you heard of 3D Sin? The emulator 3D Sin? 3D Sin. Sounds so familiar. I got to refresh my memory. I just, the reason I bring it up, I just saw Ghosts and Goblins, or Ghouls and Goblins, whatever one is the NES one, running on 3D Sin. 3D Sin is an emulator that's on Steam. It's like 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes yeah. NES games and makes them 3D, like on the fly. I don't know how what wizardry they're using, but uh, I just was like, they update it so they can't do every game. And then they release, I believe they use the terminology profiles, which are like instructions specific for each game to make it look good with the technology. It's compatible with VR, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe it is. Maybe not every game. But anyway, I saw they opened it up to the community where the community can start making their own custom profiles, not and I saw a video today of someone made a, a ghouls and ghosts or ghosts and goblins for the NES. And it looked pretty good. So I just saw, like I was watching a video of that game today. It's dope. And it looks really good in 3d. And it, I remember thinking even take the 3d effect out. It looked pretty good for an NES game. I like, I liked the style and I almost prefer it over the super Nintendo, which everyone is usually likes that one the most. Yeah. What is up with that? Is it uh, maybe because it may, it does look, it's more legendary for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I always thought Ghosts and Goblins were. You know, I know it now that the Ghouls and Ghosts did better in Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. It sold more on Genesis. I'm not sure where it sold the most. From when I when I bring up the name of the game, people always talk about PSP and uh, Sega Genesis. They never mention about the Super Nintendo, even though the Super Nintendo is a. I might be console. getting something wrong because is it Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins, and are they separate? I might be fucking this up. They are the same franchise, but different names. So there's Ghosts and Goblins, which is on the NES, and Ghouls and Ghosts on the uh, Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, and the PSP. And maybe it's a Japanese or American thing, because I see Ghosts and Goblins Super Nintendo. That looks like the game I remember, but I also see 
Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, yes. Yeah. Which also looks like the game I'm thinking about. Yeah. And they're the same. So the first the first level, it maps out the same as uh, Ghosts and Goblins maps out the same as uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. You know, the infamous cutscene with the devil taking uh, his the knight's girl yeah. and flying off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did play the uh, random connection to this game, Demons something, Demons Quest on Game Boy, which is you play the bad guy, the demon guy, and it's like an RPG. And there's yeah, there's one on the Super Nintendo as well, a sequel, I believe. I own that. I just I have never played it. There's so many games. I get my backlog is oh, insane. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> we should have just got into this is Retro Revy. An hour in. Hello! Welcome hey, what's to the up, podcast. everybody? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Who the hell's Retro Revy? <laughs> and the reason why we're kind of like already jumped back in is we actually recorded an entire podcast like a year ago and I fucked it up and lost it. This silly goose thought that I didn't like it and lied to him, which is crazy. Chat, I just, don't believe him. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I've lost two. He sent me this nice 4K crisp video and I was going to do video podcasts since then. And I keep putting it off because, oh man, the post, the work in post is so much more with video. And I've just keep telling myself, I keep finding excuses to putting it off. But Retro Revy, the reason we're like already just going into it, we've already had a long conversation a year ago and we kind of already knew each other. But the reason I found you on Instagram is because your gaming collection, speaking of backlog, your retro gaming collection, like a lot of people have big collections. And I don't know, like, I don't know what, item per item if like if yours would be abnormally big but the way yours is like yours is actually set up with everything working that's right everything is like hooked up you have multiple <laughs> 64s they're all working like it's all functional it looks steezy as hell yeah tell us I, about I, that so this is insane i so i have two rooms that are game rooms right but they're separated from a, a master bedroom and a and a bathroom goes to like a core room into a, a bigger game room which is now a multi-functional room because i got a baby now uh, parents you guys know what i'm talking about it's pretty tough so i have now up to date 72 consoles i have half that now into this particular room wait one 72 that, consoles 72 now yeah Woo! it's getting bad damn son which, you know, I talked to a lot of guys, uh, a lot of collectors on uh, a social, different various social media platforms. This is nothing. I am in the bottom of the, of the pale, yes, guys. Sheer number wise. And again, I have yeah. so many collectors on Instagram, so I'm not throwing shade on anyone. But what stood out for me when I saw yours is like, I've seen bigger collections, but yours was, and one, it's not just games. You have like paraphernalia, posters figurines it's all set up cool led lights everything's clean all the cords are hidden it's like all meticulous different leds for different and all the consoles are lined up all of them are going through these crazy cord schemes into converters and switchers and er at any time you can grab any game and put it into any console and i fucking want to play. be ready i have zero free time which well, now i have more free time but you know when you got a kid it's tougher but at that time when i started to build a game room I had zero time. Like, I, like I'll get 20, 30 minutes here and there. And I hated trying to find the controller, plug in the AV component and what, you know, the TV and going back there and trying to like guess where the friggin' things are being plugged into. And I was like, man, no, I'm going to go ahead and spend some time. I'm going to go ahead and get this thing done right. I have every single console hooked up into every TV in the room. So if I want to play, oh. which is not good, <laughs> but if I want to play, 
a, a retro game on a newer TV, I can with a converter. Is it a good idea? No, not at all. But I thought it was cool in my head at the time. Now getting more involved in the retro community, I, you know, I'm starting to learn more about CRTVs. So I invested a lot, a lot of time into figuring out which TV I wanted to get. So now I have the Trinitron, the sexy Sony TV, which is the one that's behind me currently. Beautiful TV. looks fantastic. And then I also have two other CRTs in the other room. So I've got that core area that is currently hooked up to all these consoles in this game room, which is unnecessary, but it's possible. So if I want to have, uh, I have some friends over in the bigger room and I just want to have like clock tower running in the background of these multi CRTVs, I just go ahead and put it on, put it on, go into this room, flick on the uh, PlayStation and it's going to be playing in the other room. I just had a, I think a really good idea. It might be a bad idea because I'm most definitely high, but you spent time researching which TV to get specifically because of the C. People who love CRT filters, like the CRT look, y'all diehards. And I like it. I, the reason I'm not into it is because I don't have access to it and the, the convenience of like emulation, having it all in one rig and making video, all that shit. So I, because, but because I know CRT is something like, that's why I stray, uh, I shy away from like, pixel games and i've been focusing a lot on ps1 and ps2 and mm-hmm. being like okay let me push that into hd like diy remasters because i think that's a better fit for my setup mm-hmm. but what i would love and i've thought about doing this because of saturn emulation have you done any research on like how do you capture what you see as a crt sitting in front of it and then get that captured in the content because look what if you had a youtube channel or where it's like you go through all the meticulous shit to like actually capture what it's like to look at a CRT, like your Trinitron, the one that's awesome. Yeah. But I can watch it on YouTube from my computer and be like, I can get that same look. It's not, you know, a lot of games will have like CRT filters. It's, it's not upscaled. Effects. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's different ways of doing it the way I do it. So say if I want to go ahead and stream whatever X game on my CRTV to Twitch, right? I use a older Elgato capture card. And uh, AV component, you know, to a converter to the Elgato. And I'm going to not stretch the image. I'm going to go ahead and uh, scale it to its original so 16 by 1 size on these Streamlabs. Yeah. As a um, basically what's going to be capturing the, the audio and the video. Okay. And I'm going to have like a block layered which I'm going to put my, uh, the cam of you seeing me and then whatever runtimes I want to put down on there. But you don't want to stretch that image. When you stretch that image, that's when you're starting to get that. It's starting no. to take away the pixels, the quality. When you capture that, does it look like what you see when you play it? Or does it look a little different? It looks a little different, but that's the best what you can do for right now. Okay. But it's gonna, your capture card is going to try to upscale it automatically. That's going to be... You're going to have to go into the settings... Mm-hmm. You don't want it to 1080. You want it to be the the four the 480p. You don't want it to do anything that's going to try to change the quality. You want it to be as raw as much as possible. Yeah. Um. There's even streamers who is a fantastic idea. They take the webcam and they just have an extension on the wire from their PC and put it overhead over their shoulder and they're capturing their TV. Actually, it's pretty dope because you're getting mm-hmm. more of a um. You're getting uh, more of the effect. Couch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought I was thinking, like, what if there's a way to just, like, capture your actual screen? Yeah, even with that, you're not capturing the full experience not, with the quality. No. But I think that there, there would be a niche, because, like, I watch, maybe it's just because this kind of shit I watch, but I'll, like, 
I'm looking at these YouTube channels like Nintendo Complete Games where they're just doing full playthroughs and they're getting a fair amount of traffic because people are like looking for the game or a certain section of the game. And and it's like, okay, but how do you do it different? And I've been creating content around like, okay, if you want to see all the bosses in Final Fantasy VIII, but with all the best mods and all the best Mm -hmm. texture packs and with the best like, then there's only one place you're going to see that, right? I would love to see a channel. It's like, well, what if I want to see some certain old game, but I don't want to see it the way I can see it on my emulator. I want to see what it's like if I actually had the best CRT TV and then watch some footage of that. I don't think there's a, a huge there's, audience for it. I, I know there's a, a huge community of CRTV has their own community. And yes, very passionate. Insane. Yeah. Awesome people. And there's also a lot of retro gamers that just, you know, want to chill. They necessarily don't want to see a speedrunner. and I'm not knocking speedrunners at all. I think they're freaking fantastic yeah. to be able to create that uh, environment where you're just vibing playing that game, trying to picture that, try to capture that quality for me, for what I understand for right now is almost impossible to get it raw. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure somebody's listening like, no, 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 it's simple. You're going to do it this way. Or someone will figure it out. I just think that'd be a good angle. Like if you're going to create gaming content anyway, it's like, I think, okay, I'm the guy that's meticulous. If I, you know, you got to be honest, like, and you legitimately are passionate about CRT. Yeah. So it's like you definitely want to inject some of that shit into your content because you love CRT and CRTs are fucking awesome. There is something like I, I love Cyber Ninja came out in Games Pass, like this indie Ninja Gaiden clone. Uh, Katana Zero has it. Some of these new indie pixel tilers are coming with like different CRT emulation filters. Mm-hmm. You can even like emulate like, the art, the coat, the cords being bad or the cords being switched. You get like this color blur and like you can see the and you can adjust the lines. And I've played with them a few times and like I've gotten a few of them looking pretty sex. It's a VR game where that's the basis of the game. You're you're a kid in your like living room, you know, and you're playing on a CRTV and you're playing a older console game. Oh. And you, you the whole objective is you're playing this game and your mother is like vacuuming and cleaning and you're basically like got to try to beat this level before she freaking hits your console or gets in your way or tells you to go outside. I think there's a point <laughs> of the game where you can actually like sit from the window and you can play the game while you're outside the window, which I have done as a kid. I think a lot of us have done that where parents kick you out of the house. You know, you got to yeah. go outside and get some fresh air. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, turn the TV around so I can watch it from outside the window and <laughs> just have your controller. You said your grandpa, did he get you your first console? Hmm. No, it was my, so I'm the youngest out of, out of four. So there's oh, three older okay. brothers Nice. and they had the Atari 2600. They had the NES. So I came into the game with those in hand and they were into like sports and stuff. And I was little, I remember I was like four or five years old playing on the NES, playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, arcade <sighs> and Ghost and Goblins. God, I must have hated myself as a kid. As I got a little bit older, my grandfather saw that, you know, I was into this new technology that he didn't understand. And, we, you know, we'll walk around the mall and there's a game, you know, and KB toys. And I'm like, oh, I really want that game. And he would, and my, my grandfather didn't have a lot of money at all. He was very poor. And thinking about it now, I'm like kind of selfish. But yeah, he would scrap whatever change he had and he bought the game for me. Pretty rad of him. Did you instantly become a gamer? Like you were love at first sight? Or during the NES days, was it like you liked it, but it wasn't like you weren't a full on gamer? Yes and no. Um, when I went to school, I would try to like 
talk about video games strategy and they were not into it. They were all into like sports and stuff. I was a fat kid, man. There. <laughs> hey, I was pretty fat too. <laughs> At that point, no. But when I go home, I had three older brothers that were like, oh yeah, we've been grinding on these games. So they would sit around and watch and, you know, they would buy a little strap books for me. So yeah, I was, I was technically a, like a true gamer. There was a point when, parents divorcing and stuff like that i was getting like distracted away from video games first day we had a super nintendo on christmas my mom freaking picked it up and chucked it on the ground and broke it so we were without At a christmas, super, on christmas day on christmas day what yeah she's shit did you pull off what caused nothing, that nothing i was actually in gaming and i was sitting behind my brother he was playing uh, donkey kong country and um my mom was vacuuming and they they wanted us to go over to like an uncle's aunt's house or whatever to like do Christmas Day over there too for them. They like partially we had to go to my grandmother's and whatever. She's vacuuming and she's like, um, shut the game off. We're at the the boss level. We're about to beat the game. So we've been grinding on since like early, early in the morning. My mom's like, shut the game off. And my brother's like, no, we we're about to beat the the game. And she like picked it up, ripped the cords out, and chucked the Super Nintendo on the ground, broke it. Yeah. My mom was was cool as shit. Like, but she was fucking she was pretty crazy too. <laughs> well, <laughs> My grandfather I, heard about it and he ended up uh, replacing and getting us a new Super uh, Nintendo, which fucking that was right of him. Dude, Gramps coming in clutch over and over again. Yeah, dude. My grandfather was cool as shit, man, growing up. I did was he did he live close to you? Rhode Island's pretty small. At that time we lived in Newport. My father was in the military, so we had to like go across to, like this big bridge, toll bridge. So it was like a twenty minute drive from here. Still, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I had I had a, a set of grandparents that were really close to me growing up and I was pretty tight with them. I also get where your mom's coming from because <laughs> I have two little kids. They're like back to back and there's days where it's me or my wife. Like it's just, you'll get there because you got a second one coming like the grind, dude. Yeah. There'll be days where they just suck all the love and patience out of you because it's just life sometimes. And I have, I have one. I love this girl to death, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just like, and you'll, you you get like you'll just have these days where it's like you're on edge. They just you know normally by itself that singular thing spilling this or talk whatever wouldn't set you off, but just the timing, other shit's happening, and it gets it gets hard. I've told people I'm super open. Like I got one time I got pretty mad at my oldest. She we were we were uh, at like this cabin thing with some family, and she was five or six. Sometimes bedtime was like rough, right? It was super frustrating at bedtime and. There were other people sleeping there, and I was super nervous about her like disturbing other people, being embarrassed, like your kid being the one that's like the shit, right? I put her to bed, like did the whole routine, and she had like one or two like issues or crying, and she, we had another kid in there sleeping. Her little sister was even younger, and I didn't want her to wake her up and then ruin the whole. It's very fragile this bedtime thing, <laughs> yeah. just like a door cell we were talking about earlier. It's very fragile. Anyway, she like the third time or something. I got in and I was super mad and I, I got like, I grabbed her by her arm and I was like really close. And I was pretty mean. And I forgot what I said to her, but I was super pissed and I knew I was being too mean. And I like, I was like squeezed her pretty hard and was like pushing her into the bed. It was pretty, it was mean. It's mean as shit to a five-year-old. It was not cool. So you're basically the mom from home alone. Yeah. But I'm just way stronger and probably scarier. <laughs> and I knew like the moment I did, it, I knew I fucked up. Like I knew. And she, then she said, you forgot to turn my light on. It was like my fault. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? And I was just like, 
You felt really shitty, huh? Oh, and then I like, cause she's crying, whatever. And then I, and this is when I realized she was getting old enough to have like emotional. I was like, well, you, for, I told her, you know, I'm sorry. I'm wound up. It was my fault. But I'm like, will you forgive me? And she said, I don't know yet. Wow. And I was just like, okay, lesson learned. Like, you know what I mean? Like you got to learn that if, if you get caught on the right day and the right frustration, you will fucking do some shit to your kid. That's you a core memory for you. That's a core memory for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, like humbling, like, cause you look at someone, like you could look at a mom screaming at her kid in the, in the, the mall or something and be like, and you'll judge them. You'll know, be like, fuck, get your shit together. Like freaking out. Your kid, don't be a piece of shit. And you, cause back of your mind, you're like, I, I would never, I don't do that. I would never do that. You know, Oh, you will. That if you're not careful, you will do the same shit. My, my kid is a year and eight months. And Last week, I brought her to this pretty big mall, and she sees this carnival ride, you know, with the horses, the old rides I used to ride with our kids, you know, the horses, dragons, and all that. My my kid loves it. For her first year uh, birthday, we brought her to Disney World, and we brought her on that, and she remembers. That's like a core memory as, an, as a toddler, like, oh, that's the, that's the thing that I love. She sees it, and I'm like, man, you know what? I got a couple of dollars on me. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to put my kid on this on this ride. I go to the lady, the attendant, and I'm like, hey, um, I'm going to do two rides. I'm going to surprise her. I'm going to give her one. And then I'm like, no, 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 stay. Uh, we, got a, we got another one. Yeah, yeah. So we did that. So she's super happy. I'm like, in the moment. Uh, so second one, I'm like, all right, now it's time to get off. She has a tantrum. Screaming in the mall. You get the echoing. Everyone in the line is like staring at me. And they're oh. like, all judgmental Karen. So picture, mental picture, what a Karen looks like. That's them. They're in yeah. line. So I, I pick her up and I'm taking her. She's kicking the shit out of me, you know, grabbing my beard and tugging on oh, me. Yeah, she's going hard in the paint. She is kicking my ass, man. So <laughs> I take, I finally take her off and I put her down and she tries to drop on the floor. I'm like, no, COVID. I'm like, come on, kid, get up. They're all staring at me, except one lady is kind of like this, this black lady just looking at me. She's like understanding. Like she knows. She gets like, it. Yeah. She gets it. All, all the other people in the Karens were like staring at me. Immediately, I was like, I, I get up, she's on the ground, and I go, all right, let's go run to your, uh, let's go run to get your ghost. She has this teddy bear ghost. She's into ghosts right now. So I'm like, oh, I, I will run, and I go to grab the teddy bear, and she immediately goes from tantrum on a level 12 to laughing, chasing her dad. And I, I get her into the stroller, and I'm sorry, we'll, the, the lady, the black lady goes, good, you're going to be a good, you're a good father. I was like, thank you so much. I said it loud enough so everyone in line to hear me. I'm like, thank you so much. Cause you know, I was really feeling it, man. All those yeah. eyes burning me, lasers just staring at me. And you know, I'm a new dad and you know, I got this pressure, but I had that in my head, my core memory in my head of my dad fucking ripping me across the mall when I was crying and like just fucking like grabbing me super hard and picking yeah. me up. I remember that shit. And I was like three years old. And I, I remember her on the ground, and I thought immediately. Oh, of my yeah, father, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I connected the two, and your story reminded me of that. Yeah, recently last week, I've also found that if you're paying attention, you can you can get into the opposite zone where it's like you sort of intuitively know how to handle shit. Yeah, and when you're in that zone, it's almost like magic. You, it's but it's like it's not 100 percent analytical and logical. A little bit of it's like an intuition. I've never been an intuition type person. I've always been like very analytical in my head. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, I've learned like, man, there is, like I said, we were talking about earlier before the podcast that I've learned that any hot topic, there's, there's truth in all things. And I used to think woo woo hippie shit was just woo woo hippie shit. Your vibe, bro. I just, I just know I'm my vibe in my crystals and just like, fuck off. I was not into any of it. And in general, I'm, I still think obviously there's truth to both sides and there's all, there's always bullshit to everything too. And there's definitely bullshit in that world. But this idea of there's some sort of knowing or intuition that we have that's maybe, I don't know if it's emotional based or it's electromagnetic or something. We have something that's kind of like flow state. I don't know. Like I've experienced it a little bit, but you can get there with your kid where it's like, you just, I don't know, like that to me, that's like, you thought of your dad, you just knew it. You knew that like, all right, this is the combo and it's going to flip her switch and she's going to be laughing. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like playing a sport. You don't know what move you're going to make until like they're counter moving. And if, yeah. you're, if you're in, if you're in the zone, you're in the zone. It's funny that you said that. I felt like I didn't have control until I was started to run. Like my, my brain was like an autopilot. It was like, yes. do this. Like something told me like, do this. Yes. And that's me. The voice in the back of my head. That's a weird feeling. I'm glad you've had that. Like this, sometimes you're just along for the ride. Yeah. And have you ever seen the movie Abyss? You love movies. I guarantee you have. The fucking Abyss, bro. (laughs) Yes. I love the Abyss. For those who haven't seen it, it's like, what year was that? 90 something? It's it's old enough to try to find on VHS, which I've been trying to find on VHS. So yeah, it's probably like 96. One of the earliest usages of CGI in movies. They had this effect of this like alien water entity that was just like kind of if you've ever seen donnie darko the scenes where he sees like the thing in front of him similar effect but the abyss was cooler they had did a better job and it was water that's what that feeling reminds me of it's like you're yeah. just kind of along this thing and then sometimes you snap thing is coming it. out of your chest and you're yeah. just going with it yeah it happens like it's flow st- i mean flow state's a real thing i know people there's a lot of research around that um and athletes talk about it and it's like this heightened state it's in the realm of lucid dreams Yes, do if you want to get real crazy. Do you believe in Do you believe in astral traveling? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Do I. I don't. Well, I'll say this. I don't know if you actually are like traveling or it's all in your head, but I know you can have the experience because I've done it. And this is not like I've done all the drugs in the world and I've had crazy shit on psychedelics. I've done stone cold astral traveling multiple times by following a protocol to do it, like listen to this, visualize this, and the shit happens. I don't know if it's like, I have a theory that you're not actually going anywhere, but you're just like seamlessly transitioning into a dream. And maybe you're not actually like, you know, consciousness going somewhere, but you're just like going right into the dream world. But then people could argue, well, how do you know the dream world isn't real in some way? Like, I don't know, actually. So when people tell me, they're like, you believe in that shit? I'm like, I look, all I know is you can have the experience. You can have the experience. Just like you can take a, a shit ton of DMT and you can talk to alien insect gods. I've done it. I don't know if they're real, but you can do it. We're going to talk about some weird shit because <laughs> I, to- I totally agree with you. In high school, four years of high school, depression and all that shit. I was very busy as a kid, you know, doing all the sports, uh, football, wrestling, indoor and outdoor track and boxing and a different gym, working a full time job as a kid. And then I would get like three or four hours of sleep. But that within that four hours of sleep, I would willingly understand that I have a, a different world in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm closing out this fake world. I'm going into now a reality. 
understanding that I'm closed my brain, shut off everything. You know, I lived it like next to the street. It was busy. A lot of like police sirens and shit like that. And everything mm. just completely shut off. And you had this ambient noise and I can hear my heart beat. And I'll just slowly calm down my, my breathing. And then I'll picture something. I'll picture like um, this girl that I liked or whatever. And, you know, I was dating this girl for a while. Fucking float to her house and see her. And it was funny because the day that we were going to break up, I I already told her, I'm like, yeah, you, you, I understand that um, that you've been dealing with some like emotional trauma with your father. And she's like, how would you know that? I'm like, you don't want to explain it to her, but I just had this mental image of her arguing with her father in her room that he was moving out. This is, uh, they weren't, he, she was an orphan. So mm-hmm. um, he was moving to Florida. He was my principal as well. <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching this podcast. She's like, Yo, you're <laughs> dropping down my shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, you got some stuff to figure out right now. And, uh, you know, as a, you know, 16 years old, I'm going to take a step back and let you deal with your stuff. But if you want to do it together, we can do it together. We can battle this shit up together, but I think you need your own time. And, uh, it was from that, that experience that this like fucking vampire join me outside of a window <laughs> watching that whole experience transpire. When you, if you can remember, cause I've done I've done the astral traveling protocol from the Monroe Institute. Each time the experience and the build up to the experience was essentially the same thing, but it sounds like some of it was similar. I guess walk me through like you're laying in bed. Like what, what do you remember experience? You start picturing her. No, I would pick a point in the neighborhood. Okay. uh, So it would be on a location. Yeah. Focus on a location. I couldn't leave from my body to that point. A to her place, I would picture uh, a bridge, which is like kind of like two miles down the road. I would be walking up the hill, the roadway to where she lived. And I could feel like the cold air, the brisk air of like fall. And I would feel that air. And then I would picture her house and the windows and focus on like architecture of the place. And then from there, like, I'm focusing so hard that I fell asleep and now I'm having that auto body experience. Was there any like sensations during that transition? Noises, um, feelings, a complete like quietness. And yes. I would, I would sleep like this, like I, like I'm a goddamn, like I'm in a, a coffin, you know, and I like grab my chest and then I would slowly like release. So I'm going from tense to release, to release. And then focusing on like scent from smells, like trying to feel the air. And then cutting out everything. It was a noisy house, man. You're like fighting downstairs and shit like that. So you time would, I eventually sleep. like all that noise would like, it would go away. Gone. Yeah. Yes, it's just completely. weird. I definitely experienced like sound bubbles where it seems like everything gets quiet. Like not just in your head, like it physically, the sound, like it's like a bubble. Yeah. And then you, you pictured her house and then you saw like a yeah. vision. So her she, and her, yeah. So she's on the second floor. She had like this bigger window. And um, you can feel like a jumbo jet to this damn window. She lived in a good neighborhood, man. <laughs> I was a principal, goddammit. And uh, yeah, I would like picture myself like out of body. Like I could physically see myself looking into her window and seeing her light on. It's like very warm colors in there and her sitting on her bed and her dad in the doorway arguing. Can't hear sound, but I could see like the see body language arguing. and reading yeah. the room of what's going on and kind of like understanding like this guy has and like you can see his room from the window like kind of like off in this core area where the stairs come up and see that he had like bags and stuff packed which he did he ended up moving out like three days later and 
like school was not even finished yet and he ended up moving to Florida. Okay. So I'm going to ask a few questions as devil's advocate because yeah, I really am sure. curious. I've been, Hey, we will talk about video games. I swear, but uh newsflash to all the listeners. I have been going down all the most crazy rabbit holes. I mean, I've been into aliens forever, but I got into paranormal. I want to get too sidetracked. There's a lot of stuff that just didn't hold up, but I do think out of body experiences, near death experiences, past life memories in children, these are all phenomena that have a lot of cases and a lot of strong evidence behind them. I mean, the freaking CIA, Project Stargate, I mean, they've been, tr- they've been looking into astral traveling and remote viewing. The experience is real, but that's like not debatable. You can have the experience. You have the experience. Now, the question is, I've, I'm trying to figure out, like, it, are you exploring the subconscious and maybe is there a universal collective subconscious that we share and it's not real, but the commonalities are because there's like some sort of collective subconscious, or is it just your subconscious? But since we're all the same species, our subconsciouses are similar. So there's some overlap in the experiences, or are you actually like, is there an actual reality outside that you're projecting your conscious to? And it's real in the sense of nuts and bolts, real kind of in a way this, I, and so I want to ask you, is it possible? Were you aware in any way or was there any clues that there was issues with her dad? before this experience could it have been in your mind could you've already picked up that like something was not right before this experience i'm just saying that she like she was an orphan that's not her real father like okay. that is evident of yes there's possibly an issue uh didn't know that he would have left left her yeah, i thought the detail. relationship was pretty tight like it, like take it, looking back at it now you took in these two kids she has a sister that's like her legitimate sister she's from a different country like who does ups and leaves like to go to be with another woman like why not like take them with you like she's Ooh, she's weird. young that very is strange yeah. and uh this is a like a really cool principle like i grew up to respect and know this man and you know we would talk in the morning before even i even dated her like this is not a person that would would do something like this i think that's like very traumatizing for especially for someone her age you know she's new teenage she's just getting into college so yeah, it was very unusual. So I think like at that point, understanding the relationship, I would have that would have been the last thing I would have thought of. I would have thought mm-hmm. of her moving, but not him okay. actually like bailing okay. her. And this yeah. girl was going through some like trauma shit. Like she was like cutting herself, and that's some like screaming for help. You know, yeah. She was wearing his clothes. Like she was used to wear his socks because you know this is like this father issue going on. Yeah. That's rough, dude. I do think with heightened emotional, like, I think people can have emotional connections in a way that can, like, bleed into, like, perception and experiences. Like, for example, I mean, psychedelics are psychedelics, but I have an experience where I, the first time I did acid, I did with a really good friend of mine who'd done it a few times. We've been homies for, like, a decade. Mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time he had been, like, really struggling. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a connection. I hadn't picked up that he was, like, I knew he was down, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how bad it was. I just hadn't picked up on it. And we're like in the middle of this trip and he starts opening up. He ends up, we smoke weed because we thought we were coming down and the combination, we both had this experience where I just remember in the moment, it was so clear to me that life is just a play. It's all bullshit. Like it's all just like an illusion. That's very dangerous. How old were you? Mm, 32, 33. Okay. Well, um, I think it's more dangerous for someone that is like like yeah, early twenties. I in my early twenties, without the aid of drugs, I basically had a schizophrenic break and talked to God, and that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a history of it. 
I, and that is the time when most people who are schizophrenic are male and it's between like 19 and 23. And that's exactly when I had my most mentally unstable moments. But luckily it wasn't like, I didn't stay that way. It was like, I just realized in the moment that like, this is all just a play. And I just thought it was really funny. He went like dark after that. Like they, we both had the same experience, but my psyche interpreted it in a way where I laughed really hard and then I was fine. I had like a laughing attack. He like, it went really south for him after that. And, me and his little brother, who was also tripping with us, like he was dealing with some real shit and he'd go upstairs. His wife was upstairs. I have really bad hearing and I can't hear very well. And I don't know when he's coming down, but I could tell where he was in the house because it was like the, the emotional charge, his negative emotional charge. It was like, I could sense it. I knew where he was. I knew when he was coming down the stairs, he'd come in the room and me and his little brother would be like, <sighs> Cause like, it would like come, it would like offload onto us. And he would be like, dude, when I come in the room, I feel it offload. And it was like, we were, yeah, we were tripping our balls off, but it was, I don't know how to explain it. Like there's an element to that. It was real. Like the emotions were like connecting. And I think that can also like, why could that same mech, whatever's going on there, why couldn't that same mechanism get the dream state or the lucid dreaming state or actual traveling is like have attract, a connection, have a connection and attract and pull things together. I don't, really see i mean look all these experiences again you cannot deny that the experiences are real people have these experiences they happen full stop it's just like how you interpret that is it just in your brain is it and what is the evidence for and again that and i'm i'm open to it again i had some astral traveling experiences i can't i didn't go and like collect any information from behind a locked safe and come back and then and then go test it and find out if I was actually looking at the note, you know, that I, there was no control, which they did do that shit, the CIA. And sometimes those people were successful. Newsflash. I think everyone has it. You think I, think ev- every, I do. I think everyone extent. has it. Some people are more attuned to it. Some people are like really good therapists. They have like this really good intuitive understanding of like human behavior and they have a connection with their uh, patient. And with me in law enforcement, I remember like new uh, straight out of FTO, this guy is like, just came in. He had a rough experience with the patrol people that brought him in to, to take him to intake. And this guy's all wi- wired up. He's like pissed off at the world. This guy's screaming at nurses and shit like that. And me and him get into a screaming match. And there's a point where I just had this like weird connection with him. And I just stopped myself. And I, I, I remember like kind of like crouching down to his level. He's in a wheelchair. They had to wheel him in. And uh, this guy got like tased, maced and everything. And he was like having one of the roughest times. And I just said, listen, fuck me. All right. Listen, let's just, can we just stop what we're doing right now and just start from scratch, blank canvas. Let's just go back at this. Listen, I understand that there's a lot of fucking dickhead cops and I'm sure, I don't know what happened out there, but now you're in here. Let's just go ahead and have a clean slate. And this weird thing of this guy being super escalated got super de-escalated yes. into us as having like a human interaction to be able to communicate. And we both got we wanted. I got him, you know, taken care of. And it was weird. But one of the deputies, the seasoned deputy came up to me and was like, that is the most strangest interaction that I've ever witnessed in my time of working in law enforcement. And I'm like, he's just a human being. I remember saying that. I was like, this guy's just a human being. Yeah. And he, this guy, we don't know what happened. Like maybe, maybe he's innocent or maybe he's not. But the truth is like, who's us to judge? It's our job to be able to take care of it. He's in our custody. He's way too nice him. to be a cop, dude. <laughs> and that's why I probably didn't, nice. <laughs> probably didn't last too long. 
Yeah. I, it's a hard ass with, job. I worked with a lot of douchebags and I also worked with some ph- phenomenal deputies. Shout out to Sean Feverson. He's no longer with, with, with us. He passed away on duty. I served with him. He was my partner. Awesome guy, but he's younger than me. And he, um, it's weird. He said he used to look up to me. I used to look up to him, but he was one of the guys that ha- would have this connection with people and a way of, of just doing his job and able to cool people down, man, like crazy people, people who were like signal twenties or blitz out of their mind was able to like chill with them, you know? Yeah. So there's, um, yeah. I think we are wired even from an evolutionary perspective. Like why wouldn't we be wired to have not just based on like reading facial expressions and body language. That's definitely a part of understanding and communicating emotion. But why wouldn't we have some sort of way to be able to like intuit and feel because it would be useful for survival and navigating the tribe and social like, of course, like, I don't even know if that's necessarily a woo woo thing. Like there are some people that are just tuned better than others at that. Like it just, it just is a thing. All the cops I know, I know from jujitsu and I have a feeling that like, if they're proactively training, they're probably like a, so it's like every cop I know is a fucking badass. Like I know there's dickhead cops, but. My small sample side is they're just all badasses, but I don't, I only, I only know the ones that go and proactively train. Yeah. I think people who, uh, just generally speaking, people who do, uh, practice martial art, uh, mixed martial arts, they're not only training to, to be healthy, but they're training to, uh, to survive. Yeah. And, uh, I think they feel like a lot of law enforcement officers that do train and they, they stay healthy and, uh, up to speed, especially like knowledgeable. I'm sure like not only they're practicing in the gym, but they're also reading books and able to grow. They have more of a control of the situation. Like, all right, this person, he might be a badass too, but at least I feel more confident in myself to be able to yes. deescalate situations. Yeah. And I'm sure they're badasses, man. I'm sure they've been in some, you know, some hairy situations, but I mean, if they're in jujitsu, I'm sure they know how to like get themselves out of it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't talk to them about it much and I get the sense that they're like, they're there to not think about work. You know what well, I mean? You pick there's up, that. Yeah. The, yeah, the uh, just escaping. You yeah. Know? I, I, I just always get the sense, like sometimes I'll ask questions and they'll be nice. Like, yeah. I'll like, like, ask one guy, like, what's the craziest chase you've ever been in or something? And he yeah. told me this story, but I also get the sense where it's like, yeah, I don't, they don't want to talk about it. I'm like, they okay. don't. So I don't yeah. ask that much. Gaming was my release, man. Gaming. Like I True. used to come home from a shift. And I would play, uh, I remember I got into uh, uh, Battlefield 3. I was like new to multiplayer gaming, like after like Halo and shit, like the original Halos. So I'm like 360, 360s, is like kind of new. And uh, I'm like trying to figure out how to like wire my head. This, like not this gen, but the one before it, trying to figure out how to hook that up to the 360 and play with the you know deputies, people who just got off shift too. And nobody wanted to talk about work. It was more yeah. about like, what gun are you using in the game? You know? Yeah. I know <laughs> for the listeners that are still here, I'm going to ask him about his gaming memories. You selfish assholes. Tell me. <laughs> just kidding. This is therapy guys. This is therapy. <laughs> I think it's good too. So I don't know. I just let the podcast be whatever. I've just find these other subjects more interesting than his gaming memories at the moment. So hopefully, hopefully you guys are sticking around. Maybe we could focus in on some horror gaming. Cause then you kind of brought it up and I've been trying to only do October, horror. Baby. I've been trying to do only horror videos. I have the goal of like, I'm going to do one like Halloween themed game every day this month. And I made like four and it's the 19th. So I'm pretty, 
I'm pretty far behind. I did Silent Hill 1, revisiting that and emulation. That was like sick. And I ended up watching a playthrough because I had kind of forgotten the story. And I forgot how, as a kid, I don't think I I didn't beat it. I got pretty far. And I I think I I beat two. I definitely beat four of the room. I don't think I ever played three. Like going back and rewatching and playing a portion of it and then watching through a bunch of different playthroughs for the video. The story in Silent Hill is all sorts of fucking metal, demonic, awesome. But it's never like over the top. And then as you said, the the music, I just forgot how good that game is. Usually I'll go back and play an old game and it's like I'm trying to hype up for nostalgia, the parts that I like. But I might like just kind of not mention a few things that I really don't like about the game that was like bullshit. But I'm, I'm trying to make, you know, make people feel good, nostalgia, the shit they like. But Silent Hill legitimately was like, this game is still awesome. Still awesome. It's fucking terrifying. Yes. It's, I can play Outlast. Outlast is horrifying. Oh, but Silent Jesus, Hill. Outlast. Silent Hill is just a different animal. But I can play Silent Hill. It's like a good ba- Outlast, another game, just like Resident Evil 2 Remake. Outlast was too, it was too good as far as good at being scary. I, I just, at some they point, they perfected it. They perfected it. They're the salt guy. They're just like, oh, it's I'm the just gonna- salt bay. I'm going to destroy everyone right now. Have you ever played that uh, with VR? No. Why? why would you? Don't do it. Wouldn't recommend <laughs> anyone to do it. I've done it. I've made it to the point where I'm like scooting in the beginning of the game to, between the bookshelves and yes. that big ass dude just straight up grabbing you. Totally forgot that happened. Almost throws, you over the, throws you over the balcony, right? Yeah. 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 And you're playing VR. So you're getting that POV of this. Yeah, it's not good. It's not healthy. For those who haven't played the game, I don't know if it was the, it definitely wasn't the first one of its type and some like fatal frame was like, you just had a camera, but this is first person. You, you're like a journalist. You break into a crazy, insane asylum. Some shit's gone down. Everything's fucked up. All you have is a camera. There is no fighting. All you can do is run and hide. You have to utilize your batteries. I'm telling you, this camera dies. Yeah. Yes. You need the the night vision on the The camcorder to be able to see where the hell you're you're going. So every enemy encounter, it's a puzzle to figure out like how do you hide and get by these enemies without and it is too it's just too much. Like (laughs) I just I guarantee my cortisol levels were like four X. Now you said you said fatal frame. Do you know what's happening in six days from now? I'm sure by the time this is released, oh, it's already going to be out. Fatal frame, right? Coming uh, out. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, so I, excited. I have to admit, I know fatal frame is like this cult classic, especially the first one on PS2. I believe is widely considered like the the goat. I don't know. You tell me. No, you. Yeah, it is the goat. It it's is the, most people. Yeah. And I I started it to get like I tried it out. I was thinking about doing a video on it. And it didn't catch me during the day, but I know Fatal Frame is can some people consider it the best horror game ever. Like a lot of people, I see that. I don't know if it's a common for people to think that, but it's legendary. And from what I understand, it's the same idea. You use a camera to ca- if you can take a picture of the ghost, yeah, it goes it goes away, right? That's correct. Yeah, because you think about it, this is Japan, so they're dealing with gins. Yes. I know you're talking about paranormal stuff, but gems would be most commonly afraid of film, more like the older film, taking pictures of it and get rid of it. It's like playing Phasmophobia, take a picture of it, it disappears. Fish was a gin. Have you heard the conspiracy theory? Like old school Polaroids with like the, the way they did the chemicals, actually better at capturing energies and shit. And that's why a lot of like the new 
cameras don't capture as much as back in the day Polaroids. I was watching this documentary called Surviving Death on Netflix. Highly recommend it. The real, I only felt like the first episode about near-death experiences and the last two about children with pre-life memories were compelling, but they did have some other stuff. And one of the compelling things was like this idea that like this one guy had this house and he had like thousands of photographs. He'd just been like documenting all this. And it was like, okay, did he fake all of them? And he was talking about like certain Polaroids years of film are like better at capturing and digital cameras. Anyway, I don't know if you've heard anything about that. No more about that. Yeah. So we, before COVID, we were talking, me and my brother, Tony, we were talking about getting to uh, investigations of paranormal activity. We got all the equipment and that's actually something that he brought up to use older film. Never mm-hmm. actually used it. We, he used the tools. He actually did his own investigations with my other brother. He's like badass Green Beret, but she had his own experiences. So he believes in it. And I guess apparently he heard the same thing that um, capturing, uh, I call them Orbeez, but Orbs. <laughs> Orbeez <Yeah>. sounds cute. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's a, for me, I disagree. It's like that Bigfoot thing of like capturing dust particles and say, oh, that's an orb. Uh, that's fucking yeah. dust, bro. I don't know. I'm like, I have my, I'm skeptic, but I also have my experiences that kind of like have me open minded to it. Hmm. I don't know. I've never had a paranormal experience, but I have had a, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. A legit UFO experience that I had in high school. And I was with like 15 other people and they, and I have since contacted them as an adult and asked them and everybody remembers it. It was very long. It was like 45 minutes to an hour long sighting of a light in the sky that basically put a show on for us. And you're in Utah. I believe I'm it. in Utah. It's the skin, like we're not that far at the wedge, not that far from the basin by Skinwalker Ranch where this shit happens all the time. I've been way into aliens for a long time. I don't know if they're real, but uh, I think at this point, it's undeniable that someone's got some tech. There's some craft up there that the Pentagon says they admit there's craft up there. It's not ours. Okay. Wait, is, it did, time? Did, is that what you guys saw? Or was it a craft? Uh, mine was not a craft. It was like, it looked like a craft in the beginning, but it, ultimately the only detail was a light. Again, so the reason I bring this up, it may not be UFO because UFO and and paranormal experience and orbs floating orbs are, are both associated with ufo phenomena and paranormal phenomena a lot of people think there's a connection some people think that paranormal is aliens with cloaking suits and they're not really ghosts but i also think there's real like there seems to be energy left over from people or memories or echoes or something i'm open to all of it like i don't know any of, i haven't had a paranormal experience but or time travel or time travel. That's another one. Planes, which, yeah. Shit. I mean, if you think if we survive for another million years, you th- if it is physically possible with the physics that govern the universe, that you can, you can time travel. If that's possible, let's say, assume it is, let's say it's assume at some point, if you had enough knowledge, you can build a device that will allow you to time travel, or there's some sort of mechanism to do that. And if we don't kill ourselves and we survive long enough, then at some point we should have a threshold where we figure out how to do it. And once you figure out how to do it, then it's always existed. So it's like, I think I'm open to the possibility. I'm you, uh, to the possibility. I don't want to get off topic, but how do you feel about dreams? Like having a dream? Like, what do you think the science behind it? I, I've never heard anything that resonates. I've never heard an idea where it's like, that feels like there might be something to that. I will say this. I've had, as a kid, I had a lot of lucid dreaming experience. There's a period of time in my life where I had lots of lucid dreams, where I would recognize I was dreaming and I would always fly. And I'd always try to bang a hot chick 
And I would always try to throw fireballs out of my, like, I would do cool shit, fly around mountains. Fucking would, Mario over here. Yeah, I would just like, and I would get stoked. I'd be like, because it would happen enough where I'd get excited, like shit. And I would get sometimes get better at controlling the dream and how long I could stay in that lucid state. Th- those were some powerful dreams, but I had one dream that I just talked about recently. Um, I should say it like that was, that made me think that they might be something more than just like your brain processing the information for the day. Like that's what the common theory is, is your brain kind of like downloads, moves things from short term to long term and sort of cleans everything out and sort of like, oh, I'm sure that's going on. The neuroscience seems to be there. I'm having but, these, these dreams of uh, tsunamis yesterday, day before yesterday, the day before yesterday I had took a nap with the kid. And then uh, that night I, took it, I went to sleep Then I'm at this beach I'm with my, my wife and my daughter and we're playing with GI, my GI Joe's like my old school GI Joe's. I still have. And um, they're being sucked into the waves, like getting sucked into the, the ocean or whatever. And then I look up and I see this huge tsunami. This thing is like maybe a hundred yards away. And I had that dream. It scared the shit out of me. And then I ended up having the same dream again. I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't, I haven't, I don't remember seeing anything about tsunamis or reading anything about tsunamis. And I'm having these dreams of tsunamis. It's very strange. And the POV just felt so real. It was just fucking. So the, the vivid level was like higher than normal vivid, like vividness, right? You felt like yeah. it's one of those dreams you come out of it and you're like emotionally riled up. My shirt was drenched. Like yes. my collar okay. here was like yeah. sweating. So, yeah. I was like, what the hell? I had those. My guess would be so I've had a few, like right when my daughter was being born. So my two interpretations would be again, armchair stoner, just guess based on my own experiences, how I've tried to interpret my own dreams. Usually it's like, I call them dreams of passivity where something's happening to you and you can't seem to do anything about it. So are you having a passive dream and they come in lots of forms, you know, like impending doom in lots of different ways. I had recurring dreams of this bald guy coming and murdering my family. I would always escape, but I could never save my family. Like years I had the same dream. I had a dream about the end of the world, like second coming Jesus, nuclear explosions a lot. Um, I've had earthquake dreams the most vivid one is I think my kid was coming and I was just stressed about being a dad and the responsibility. Well, I got a new kid on the way. Yes. Yeah, like speaking sense. of video games, you played, I'm assuming you played PT before it all got ripped off. Yeah. 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 So the, the ghost Lisa is like in this hallway and I was trapped and basically, she, yeah. If it's you played that you game, the whole time. You know, yeah. Have you heard about that? <laughs> no, the glitch, like they break the camera and she's behind you the whole time. It's fucking such a cool Kojima. That's why he's Kojima the son. He's coaching the God praise be his name. (laughs) Everything about PT is genius. Other other than the fact that Konami and Kojima couldn't get along and it never actually got executed on. But the point being, the dream was I got trapped in that hallway with her and I couldn't run. And I remember like getting to the point where I, my only option is to face her. And so I got like nose to nose and she screamed. She was one of the, and I was just, I right back at her. I was like, brah, I just like stood my ground. And I think for me, it was emotionally just coming to a grips of like, you have to accept this is happening, right? You can't run away. Like the kid's coming and it's like, you gotta just, us. Uh, I think so. My guess would be, and I still have dreams about like my kids getting taken fucking corp. I have these dreams where like my family's like, we have to go through like this, like haunted house. That's like, basically they put people through to kill for, it's almost like squid games, but it's a haunted house. And my I'm trying to get my family through these set of puzzles and it's all these serial killers and, and it's like, we never make it. And I always escape and my family, I can never save my family. And it's like, I think it's just like fear 
of not being like adequate or like, that's the interpretation of it. it's just like you dealing it's you're just trying to deal with life it's just your brain and your emotions you're trying to deal but i also think that they can be more they can be a message i had a dream i called him kevin the healer of men's souls i like woke up in like the akashic records like this giant library like wood panels like an old school college library and there was this mr rogers type dude this black dude in like a cardigan dressed up now he's just like walking around tinkering with stuff and I went up and I talked to him. I don't remember the details of the conversation. I remember going back and forth a little. I have it written down, but I asked him if he was God. And he's like, no, I'm not the God you're thinking of, but I am a God. And I said, like, who created you? And he said, I don't know. Anyway, we just had this like conversation. And, and then did your mom ever have those kitchen timers that were white and they were dialed up? Everyone had them, I guess. Yes. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? And there's a specific sound when that thing rings. Like a, and Yeah. He had like a, on the top of the, like the library, there was like an apartment I could kind of see into the kitchen. A kitchen timer goes off. That kitchen timer, the exact one that my mom had or the exact sound. And he looks at me and he goes, it's time for you to go. And I was like, but I don't want to go. Like I felt like he was like this. It felt good to be around him. Like there was, you know what I mean? And he said, and I was like, I started crying. I was like, I don't want to go. Don't make me go. And he said, you have to go, but I'll give you a gift before you go. And he put his hand on my chest and I got flooded with like, overwhelming charity and love like light like well jesus energy the christ archetype whatever and then i woke up in the back of a car and a really good friend of mine who's like a, have a connection with we don't we did, we're on a record label together and he said you just met kevin didn't you and i was like how did you know his name is kevin he's like because i've met him too in my dreams in my trips and his job is to heal trauma from being like the experience of life and then i woke up for real and dream it, and a dream, some inception shit yeah, going on over there. Inception shit. Dream fucked with me for two weeks. So the reason I bring that up is like, I don't know if a tsunami dream, it's like, it just depends. I would say like how vivid and how much is it impacting you? Is it just like, I'm, th I'm thinking about it. I brought it up in a podcast. It's kind of yeah. weird. Huh? So I don't I, know. I just, you were talking about like all this stuff and I don't know. I think you'd be like the most equipped person to even, I don't have that much friends. So who do I even talk to I, about it? And so I, I, when I when I don't know, I just tell people, well, this is my reference point. These are the experiences I've had. I've had a bunch of reoccurring dreams that I would wake up in a cold sweat. And I, I think it was nothing really special other than just like me dealing with the stress of life. Yeah. That's how I interpret them. But I've also had a handful of dreams like this Kevin one that I think were more. And I don't know for you, but that's my reference point. Like I, it's like, I kind of lean towards like, it's probably just stress in life. And you were telling me you were, You've been unemployed and like all this shit. Like my guess would be if you're anything like me, it's just like, I've always had reoccurring passivity dreams, like where I, it's, it's always my family. Like we're stuck and I can't fix the car. The wheels fall. We're trying to escape this guy. We're like just, they come in all sorts of flavors that the details. It's like, I wouldn't say, oh, you should be worried about like traveling and going to the beach because you might get hit by a tsunami. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's anything like that. My wife's take on it was, she's like, you know, your, your daughter is like, going into your collectible stuff like I have in the <laughs> other room. And he's like, the, the toys being sucked in the ocean is a representation of... She's like, what did you do? Like, did you go for the toys? Did you go for the, your for Maya and my daughter? I said, yeah. I, gra I grabbed Maya and I was like pulling her out of the water. We were getting sucked into the tsunami. And I remember like the toys drifting off. She's like, yeah. You th you're thinking about, you know what? Fuck it. Just let the kid play with your toys. I'm like, eh, but... I don't know. <laughs> a lot of this shit's worth a lot of money, man. Like, 
I could be some like maybe I don't know if it was me. I think like maybe because uh, I stress about this a lot myself. Too. So I'm, I don't want to project my own fears onto you, but I stress a lot about like I'm a good dad in the sense of like I part- like I provide my kids the shit they need. But like, am I spending enough like good time with them, like actual? Or am I just like checking off the boxes and too obsessed with video games and the podcast and or you know, jujitsu or because I'm a very obsessive person. I'm always doing something. But yeah, I'm always like nonstop. You ever seen Rain Over Me? Watch the movie Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler? No, never even heard of it. Awesome movie. He's actually the that movie got me into playing uh, Shadow Colossus. If you've heard <sighs> you play that, right? Oh. Godly game. Godly. Adam Sandler is playing on a, a projector and he's playing Shadow Colossus. But anyways, that that got me into that. But not the Adam's, not the remaster, the PS2 version. Uh, the I think he's playing on the PS3. Point. I think his PS3 could have been backwards compatible, but I'm pretty yeah, sure it was okay. a fat boy PS3. Okay, or it could have been a PS2. In the movie, he would always remodel his kitchen. There was a reason I'm not going to break. You got that's another one you put on the list: uh, Vanilla Sky and Rain Over Me, two of my favorite movies. Rain over Me, and you also got to put um, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you, those all three are like correlated. The best movies in my book of all time but he's remodeling his kitchen like all the fucking time like i'm talking about like every other day this guy is like changing the paint moving the uh, buying new like stove tops and shit like that i do the same thing with my game room i spend more time remodeling this game room than i actually do playing video games yes I, I get weird. that yeah I <laughs> sometimes i spend more time tweaking with like emulators than actually playing the game this is a video. This is a video that it went viral of mine that was on TikTok. It went viral twice, and then ended up going onto like a game uh, gamer Facebook, and it went viral there too. But it was um, I was in the middle of like moving shit, my computer desk, and moving stuff around. I'm dealing with cables or whatever, and it was like real time. I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna like record what's in my head at the time. I was talking about like why I, I what got me into gaming, whatever. And a lot of people like hit me up. There was like thousands of comments of people flooding in and saying, yes, that right there is 110% relatable of they lose this connection of the thrill of playing video games, even the nostalgia factor of like, I can't get that shit back. And I want to, I'm forced, I'm forcefully trying to play this game to get that nostalgic feel again, but I can't. So I spend that time making the room look beautiful. And I, I've, I can't tell you how many times I moved this thing around, yeah. but I was talking to everyone about it. It was just weird, man. It was just very strange because uh, I didn't expect a video like that to actually like get any hits or whatever. And uh, it was weird to see how many people spend so much time on the tech side of emulators, not emulators, but converters and cables and fixing up their PC and actually not playing on their PC. Yeah. I mean, you're a father, man. You, you, you make some sacrifices of, where you spend your time. Am I spending the time playing the video game? Like your the, the game room's your child. Am I spending the time playing the game, playing with it, or adding shit that's unnecessary to the experience? You don't need all this shit to have fun retro gaming. All you need no. is a TV and the console and the game, and that's it. You don't need the lights. You don't need all this fancy shit. You just need the simple stuff. That is all you need. I mean, my, my first thoughts are, the room and the experience does. I mean, that's what I, I've spent a lot of money and time on my room. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my beautiful. It's my beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's like this, I've been daydreaming about what I have for 
15 years. And I finally like was able to make it happen. But at the end of the day, it doesn't guarantee that I, a game will hit the spot for me. You're right. It does help. And I like being in the room. But for me, this is how I've been approaching it is if I'm going to play a game, then this is why I like the podcast of creating content. It has to be building towards something. It's like I play with the purpose and I actually haven't. And then every once in a year, when, when it's a game that I know I'm like going to love, like when Elden Ring comes out, there will not be a video or there will not be a podcast. There will be three months of Elden Ring and that will be it. That'll happen a few times a year. And then the rest of the time, it's like, okay, I'm going to spend time gaming. I'm trying to build this podcast. And I don't even, it's not even about the podcast making money, but that could be a, that could be a, a nice side effect down the road. But it's more of like, I have to be progressing and building something. I got to be getting better. I got to be applying my focus to like, how do I make my videos better? How do I make it more sticky? How do I like make my process better? Because in my mind, if, if I'm just being honest, if I don't do that, I'll kill myself. Like, I, like, what else is there to do than to like try to work at something? Like, I don't know what else to do. So I just have to do it. That's scary. It is. I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't say like I've ever been in, say that like I will kill myself, meaning it's more of a euphemism, meaning like I'm so wired to do that. Like it will never happen because that would be the alternative, but I would, I would never, like I've never had that happen. My whole life, that's always been like, I'm obsessed with drumming or I'm obsessed with music or I'm obsessed with gaming or, or the podcast or jujitsu. Like there's always has to be something that like I put it all out into. And then that's like the mental stability. That's like, keeps me grounded. And then I can be like, whatever. But I, I, I get nervous that like, sometimes it's like, do I need to learn how to like have less of that? Because I mean, this is therapy for me. I'm speaking real time. Like I need very little connection with people to feel like my relationship is healthy. I can spend 99% of my time alone working on working on whatever my project is. Yeah. We're working whatever my brain is. Meanwhile, my kids might actually need more than the 1% that I need. Right. And so that fucks with me. You know, that uh, whole concept of uh, the plane crashing and the, the air bag comes down, you know, you gotta put the mask on your face, to get oxygen. They say to put the oxygen on your face before you For put it onto kids. your child. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like the same. I'm not going to say the same, but very similar to that. You, if you feel like you're damaged and maybe you're not aware that you're damaged, you feel like you need recovery. You kind of, you're, you're, everyone's selfish. So when I say selfish, it's not a bad thing. It's just a reality that everyone has selfishness. I, I'm selfish. I'm selfish when I'm in the game room fixing shit. When I, when my daughter is in the next room over coloring. Yeah. I feel like I should be sitting down right next to her and, and coloring with her. Cause you know, that, that moment is, is going to, it's, it's going to flee. It's gone. Yep. And she's going to be old before you know it. That shit depresses the fuck out of me. And yeah. it, I think that's like one of the reasons why you don't see any content from me. I went from. That's true. You kind of stopped for a while. Yeah, yeah. Three months. I gained like 40,000 and then I was like getting a thousand a month. And then I went to a really bad depression not gaming. I was giving shit away. I had like close to 4,000 games. I gave like close to like 400 games away. I was giving shit away. I was like, man, I don't need shit. I didn't like gaming anymore. I didn't like tech stuff. I didn't want to go on social media and see what other people are doing. I just wanted to be just by myself and I just stare, sit in my that chair there and just stare at the wall. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and then go to sleep. Wake up and wash, rinse, and repeat, dude, over and over again. And then try to get back into it. And then all that 
following they had the community that you built is basically they lost attention and that's actually comforting to me to not have that i don't i don't want to when you get that uh, that followers and people to like they know so much shit and they, they either bash your game room or they bash what you're doing or how you yeah. speak or maybe the terminology you use oh, it's yeah. very disheartening and you're like oh, i don't know i just yeah, want to i definitely I don't want this anymore i just want to definitely getting some of that i have i've had to i had when the tiktok started doing really well i saw like every video it would be like someone would find something to just fucking troll and it was like yeah <laughs> It took me like three to four weeks of like being obsessed over TikTok and like responding and like slam. And I'm like, I get like good quips back. But after about three or four weeks, I just was like, I'm tired and this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then I just like, I don't even look. I post and go. So I just post it. Um, and I was getting, I was getting too sucked into social media too, as well. You can't, like, you can't. I, I just, re- I recognize the same thing. Like, if I, don't just put a hard stop on this. This is going to suck me down to the darkness. Yeah. And it's like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Like if it was just, okay, there's always going to be some assholes. And yeah, sometimes I'm going to pronounce something wrong or I'm going to use a terminology or an analogy that people think is stupid, or I'm going to have an opinion like Jesus Christ, legend of the Dragoon, legend of the Dragoon or the legend of the Dragoon, whatever it is. I said it wrong. People are getting pissed about that. And then all I said was the most sad JRPG death or the most famous is Aerith's, but the most heart wrenching for me is this forgotten PS1 RPG, Legend of Dragoon, and then this guy Lavitz dies in the game. People that liked the game were furious that I referred to it as a forgotten PS1. Who the fuck forgot? It's one of the most talked about PS1 games ever. Like, fucking forgot, like, comments at like people losing their mind because I referred to it as forgotten. And I was like, look at the sales numbers. Look at the, like, it's fucking forgotten. And yeah. I was like, why am I arguing with these people? Like, why? Clock Tower, one of my favorite games, is a forgotten game. Regardless, it's a beautiful game, and I enjoy it, and I still enjoy it. Eternal Darkness, one of the best horror games of all time on the GameCube. Forgotten. People, people mix up. It's Yes, it's not forgotten to like the hardcore fans, but they, they, don't, they, they don't realize that like not everyone is you. Yes, Eternal Darkness to you legendary it fucked with you taking the memory card out whatever the core like the fourth wall breaking shit it's legendary to guys that to 40 year old (laughs) dudes that do nothing but try to make video game podcasts all day yeah i'm a video game nerd yes eternal darkness is fucking but can you not realize that the rest of the world has no idea what the legend of dragoon is nobody that's kind of your duty all right you you don't know it but it's your duty to be able to take these newer gamers to introduce them to something so beautiful, something that we cherish in our childhood or our teenager days or whatever. And you kind of like draw them like, hey, this is a awesome game and yeah. emulation is a thing. So it's no excuse to not play it. Maybe if you can't afford a PC, maybe you do have an excuse. But anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to introduce well, this. And even like most thing. retro games, you don't need a monster rig to emulate NES games. You freaking air fryer will, I mean, shit. A Raspberry Pi. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. This, yeah, I agree, and I do kind of feel like, like that's my angle again. Talking back, I'm I'm sort of brainstorming for you because you have the time right now, and you have, you already have a gaming following. Like I don't, I think you underestimate how much progress you've made already. You have a pretty big collection, pretty good following. I've haven't looked at your TikTok recently because you haven't been posting, but you have a bunch on TikTok. You have a bunch on Instagram. Like you could not immediately. Like it's not going to replace a job right now. 
But if you are consistently putting out content, decide what your angle and like I've I've changed my angle and kind of refined it over time. But you just stay consistent. And I'm like I'm not making it. I got offered a sponsorship. I got offered eight hundred bucks to mention some crypto NFT project gaming thing, and I was like, I never got around to it. But like maybe if I was more put more effort into finding ways and sponsors, I could probably find a way to monetize the podcast. And I'm like two and a half three years, and I guarantee. You can find whatever job you're looking for, pay the bills, but I think you should like make content. I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to project onto you, but like you already have a, I'm just thinking on paper, you have a pretty big following. You already have a badass collection. You are like, you have the media, you have the technology with the computer, like you have basically all like the prelim- preliminary, like primordial soup elements that someone would need. It's not like you've never used a PC. You've never edited a video. You don't know what the fuck, like how to change a codec or this. Like yeah. you have all that stuff, people, stuff that people like want to make videos. They don't realize this giant barrier of entry. You already have all of that. This is kid. He's uh he does uh setup reviews. He posts three times a day. He's been doing it for uh, two years now, something like that. Maybe a little bit under two years, 16 years old. He has a million followers on tiktok he's getting sponsors get his own place now there's tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of people like that that we don't even know about but i think what translates is passionate like i fucking love video games it just is what yeah. it is i think that translates there's a reason i can do this because I, i'll have phases where i get burned out but my entire life i've never like completely burned out of video games there's always some sort sometimes like the fire and the lightning is more than others but I've always loved it and I can generally always talk about it. So it's like, if I'm going to make content, like it has to be around like what you have genuine passion about. And then the analytical side is okay. I'm going to make gaming content, but I don't want to just make gaming news because I'll never beat IGN. They're not going to do it better than IGN. They've been around forever, but okay. Well, what am I into? That's unique. Well, I like to fuck with emulators and I do crazy shit with PS one games. Very, like very few people are doing, and it's super niche. Like it's very niche. Like, a lot of the content I make, and I, like again, I don't know if it's ever going to be like a job job for me or if it could ever get there for you, but I just get a sense that like, I just feel like you should make the content. I don't know. Maybe call it six cents. Right. I think it's a premonition. Maybe, maybe it's a premonition. And again, I'm projecting a little bit. I always say this to people recently, like the podcast is for me. It's not for yeah. you. It's not for the listeners. It's all for me. I post a video and I look at it. I'm like, this is, I enjoy doing it. But uh, I know it's going to do bad. I know it's going to do poorly. And uh, I post it and I'm right. And I know some videos that I made and I'm like, this is a banger. This yes. is a banger. I'm not going to post it right away. I'm going to let that heat sizzle and I'm going <laughs> to post at the right time. Yes. And I know it's, it's going to trend and it's going to do well. And it's done well. It's this weird thing of like, of the reality check of like, all right, I had less fun making that video high quality with really badass edit. Then this poor ass one I just posted only got like 400 views versus the one that got like 2.1 million views. I think you do both. I mean, like my best video is the easiest video I ever made. It's just a live reaction to the PS5 reveal. And I was genuinely pissed. I was like, this fucking sucks. That video is awesome. And I, I just watched posted it like three it. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it did well. It was easiest. But over time, I've been chipping away and my average views are going up and I am kind of dialing down. Like at first, I was just drinking playing games, recording everything, and then just trying to find like the couple of moments that I thought were funny where I might have said something funny that did okay. Then I've transitioned to like now I get notes. I have like a formula. I say, behold, it's all my shtick about with the profit, all that shit. 
I know it's going to be about 15 seconds. I write it out. I like edit the writing and I get, I get it all dialed in. I look at the game, I research it. And then, and then I shoot just the, like the face. And then I capture the footage. I emulate it. I capture it in the best way I possibly can. It's a process, but I'm getting faster at it. And the average user go, and I'm getting, I'm honing in on like, what's that balance of what's a system I can put work in, but it actually works. It's still fun. And then yeah. when you have the ideas, every once in a while you have an idea that's super simple, like, fuck it, let's go for it. Maybe it's one of those freebies that gets 2 million. You know, like you never know. Shoot it. If it sucks, delete it. There's too much shit going on on my side. There's too much like the collectibles, the setups, then talking about video games. I, I need to find something just to focus on. Like, yes. am I just talking about setups? Maybe I sh- that should be yes. the product. That's, that's the brand. Yeah. I'd simplify it down. Like for me, Again, I was, I didn't know, like I'm learning as I go. I'm experimenting with content and kind of thinking about it. I'm on a new phase where it's like, I'm thinking of the word infotainment. It's like, I'm giving information, but I'm doing it. I heard that before. It's uh, Yeah, I've heard it before. It's been around, I think for a while. Like I've seen travel stuff on, on TikTok do well, but I'm just in general. And then I'm thinking, okay, the podcast is more long form. I can cut that up into, if I get off my lazy ass and do the video (laughs) shit, I could. I could like cut that up into like multiple highlights and, and keep promoing episodes long after that first week when they do well and like bring new people onto it. There's a way to stretch it all out. And I've been thinking more of like, how do I systemize this? Get the most bang for the buck from the content I create. That's why I'm working on the YouTube. It's like all these short videos are coming from these longer playthroughs where I capture like all the bosses on the game or something. And then I'll put that on YouTube. That's like more long form content to get more deep heads like some retro you get the the triangle formula of uh recycling the content yes and it's not like all mapped out but it's just i just get the sense uh, that you could do that too and i also get the sense that if if i mean maybe i won't maybe i'll give up but i i know that if i did this for 10 years straight at the rate i'm doing it now it will be worth something right i like how you're capturing like whoever you you invite to your podcast, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm the exception. They're very interesting people. There's one that uh, was a recent podcast you had that I, I was listening to. She had a disability, and I Tay, had a Taze Double G. Yeah, she's a badass man. That goes. She kicked yeah. my ass, but I thought that was very inspiring. I have a disability, and in my left hand, I was I was born with a birth defect, and then you know I, I had a series of injuries. And that was something that was disheartening for me of, you know, getting to PC gaming because of the, uh, the, oh, the was, oh, that was why damn. I focused on consoles because of the controller. And then some controllers were different from others. The Dreamcast was a bitch, but that's uh, my favorite controller. But it was a, it was a challenge within itself of, uh, of using the controller to like playing spawn and getting my ass kicked, but just continue the, the grind. This is a spawn game on Dreamcast? Oh, yes. <gasps> yes. It is amazing. What? Yes. Yes. Is it, is it a Dreamcast exclusive or is it on other stuff? So I want, so there are spawn games on the PS2 and I believe the PS1, but <gasps> I believe this one is an exclusive. The reason I bring that up and I started to cut, I, you were talking about, I didn't mean to minimize your disability. Sorry. No, no, no. Of... I'm actually glad you did. But that's <laughs> just like when you're talking about your, um, what was her name again? I'm sorry. Taze Double G. Taze, yeah, Taze. Yeah, that was very inspiring. I think that's your uh, your purpose. My point I was trying to say is like it's just sort of I'm playing it by ear, going. I was trying, but I am trying to think every day like how can I make this better. Ninety nine percent of the ideas 
fail, but every once in a while, I actually legitimately improve it. Yeah, that banger. Or even my system. I personally enjoy all your content. I think you're on a different level right now. Well, to be honest with you, it's not working numbers-wise. It's going to work. I mean, just... I mean, the the ultimate reality check is, does it work or not? It's not really working. At least on Instagram, it's not working. Instagram Instagram and uh, TikTok, there is something with the algorithm. It's just, it's so competitive. TikTok is better. I've definitely made, but Instagram's brutal, dude. I've like, (laughs) I started them at the same time. Instagram has 600 followers. TikTok has 20,000. But dude, it's two years, 600. Now, the other thing I don't do with Instagram is I don't follow and unfollow. I don't like interact. A lot of people like, I don't comment. I just, I get in there because in my mind, it's like, I should be able to just post good content and it should work. I have 700 real ones that I follow that have been following me from like, you know, four years when I started the whole thing. Everyone else that comes on, they follow me, they'll interact. And then like a month later, I get a notification that you got unfollowed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't follow you because you're about that follow for follow bullshit. I'm not about that. I'm about of, all right, this guy engaged with my post a few times and I checking on his stuff. I'm digging his stuff. I'm having a, uh, yes. I'm now have a relationship with this person. All right, I'm going to follow this guy, and I'm actually going to stick with this shit. Not someone is here for the short game. If you didn't follow me and you engage with my stuff, I will check you out. Yeah, yeah. When I get a chance. If your shit's dope, then it's dope. Yeah, it's, yeah. That just is what it is. And so my hope is that, like, if I make dope shit, it'll eventually. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's this combination of algorithm and also, like, I do think if you really reach a level of like refinement and you are making undeniably good content, it should catch at yeah. some point. It's so, going to, especially TikTok. It's like uh Russian roulette, man. It you, does sometimes, you, but I think you could like, I don't, in your situation, it's like you could start planting those seeds, doing, creating gaming content. You're, I know you're passionate about gaming. I don't think that's, I mean, I know you can go through depressive spells. We all do. I've had some long winded ones where you no know, game is interesting you already have it. You already have lots of progress online. Think of it as like, I don't know, maybe down the, down the road, this will be my ticket to freedom, or maybe it'll just be a really rewarding thing that grows and becomes a community that I just feel like you should do it. And I keep saying it. I don't know how I hope, I hope a year later I'm watching and, or listening to this podcast. I'm like doing a lot better. I'm doing now. I'm like, man, I was in a bad spot right there. And now look, the man himself got me back into it. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm projecting. Like I do it obsessively because it's how I manage my mind. Yeah. So like it's working for me. It's been a thought when I when yeah. I get that's the thing. Like I'm I'm a thinker. I'm always thinking. I'm driving or whatever. I'm I'm trying to plan shit in my head. How am I going to accomplish whatever? And uh, lately, I, I've been having less time doing that. You know, I've been more focused. My daughter listening to baby shark in the back while we're driving i'm not really i can't <laughs> grasp what any thoughts i have in my head what is it with that goddamn song that every kid like why why and she's into sharks now so we got something out of it my wife my daughter is into some badass sharks but that song is so fucking depressing i yeah i don't get it sometimes i look at little kids stuff but that's another speaking of media if <laughs> if i were to just do it all over again i think i would make little kids content you should you should, and we should partner up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look at like the shit my kids. I eventually just took YouTube off of Roku because I was just like, I don't, I'm not around enough watching it enough. Like I, I just like I don't feel comfortable letting this algorithm raise my child. Yeah, but I some of the stuff they watch 
is like adults that are making kids content. It's a little weird, but I get like what they're doing. They're just not very <laughs> good. But oh, well, obviously, if they're good at it because my kids love it. But I watch it and I'm like, that's easier than what I'm doing. I was actually thinking about doing. Uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. Maybe it's not. Maybe so stupid is great. I was thinking about doing uh, retro gaming, but making it family friendly. And for me to do that, it'd be extremely difficult. I have to like put a little yeah, a legitimate filter in my mouth. <laughs> you're the dude. The most gnarliest shit I've seen is that VR game you play, stabbing people through the face and shit. Oh, all your comments, people were losing their mind, losing their mind. <laughs> I almost got canceled over that. I think I told you that last podcast. You got canceled? I, I I was I was going through it. It's a p- couple people reacted to what you call duetted. Some you know woke ass people like they were generally upset that wow. I made that video. Because it, I was stabbing a female, so oh. they thought they listen. I'm a feminist, man. I'm 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 all about you know women's rights, and and I actually was like taken back. I'm like, wait, what are you th- those guys in there? It's just in this particular moment of me stabbing this. It was a female. Like it would be, it would be bad if I was not including stabbing females. So that would be the problem. But I'm yeah. Stabbing- <laughs> Guys, this game, if you you don't know what that... Like, what is the game for reference, <laughs> by the way? For it's people? called Blade and Sorcery, and uh, it's a VR game. And it's basically like Gladiator style. You got, you know, your weapons, and you're just, like, fighting in this coliseum. It's pretty brutal. It's very, it's very gory. It's brutal. I mean, it you, is Gladiator, the game. It's yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was another video that got 3 million views. It was very similar to that one. And uh, that actually got removed from TikTok. Mm. And I tried to battle that one out. Like, hey, listen, you know, that one did fairly well. And um, that one didn't get approved. That second video, the one that you watched, that actually was um, being like investigated and uh, somehow came back to life. I had a third one. That one got removed. I was like, all right, apparently I can't do this kind of content. The content that I enjoy, I can't do that. Meanwhile, you know, I'm scrolling through the, the For You page and I'm seeing some gore shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've had a few. Like, that is a good point when you're thinking about the content you make. Like, you got to be careful. But like, I've seen stuff that's worse. So it's like, I don't know how you play the algorithm. I had one video where I just said the word Nazi. You oh, yeah. You just can't say that word. I didn't know. But it was like gone immediately. Got taken down. Like, it was algorithm. No one reported. It was just like, see ya. You said Nazi. Yeah. And then, but it was in reference to a, an action figure that my guest was complaining that there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Raphael action figure where they dressed. Oh, Bebop. I think it was Bebop. Bebop. I had that figure. I know exactly what you're talking he about. He looks the like Black he's Combat a Nazi. Boots. Yo, he does. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was a Nazi. I'm I not, missed it. I'm talking about Turtles show. figurines, but I guess I said Nazi. I've had a few. I did a Manhunt 2, the uncensored PC version. Yeah. Didn't yeah. get taken down. It was pretty violent. I mean, it's pretty. Gnarly. Wasn't that like blocked from like every country? Every country. I mean, you have to mod it on PC to see how the game was originally. I think there was a re-release later. I'm sure the real video game historians are losing their mind. But I had to mod it on PC to get it uncensored. I had to download like a mod and install it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like an old version or what. But so, what do you think, your honest opinion? Did you enjoy that video? Your video of Blade and Sorcery? Yeah. I was laughing my ass off. That's why I went to the comments. I wanted to I also kind of knew the comments were going to be a dumpster fire when I saw the video. So I was like, yeah, let's go check this out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. When I posted that, that was the first one I posted before the other one. I was like, I know I'm going to get some heat from this. I want to watch the world burn. (laughs) 
I was enjoying the comment. I even liked the bad ones. I was like, yeah, fuck you. You could make a backup, like a retro every two, where you post your like more risky stuff. Oh, I got so much content. I have so I have an external hard drive, like 10 terabytes full Dude, of content. That's maybe that's why like I don't know. You gotta make content, man. I like yeah. especially if you're doing stay-at-home dad right now. Like it'll if you do it consistently, it will be worth it. I don't know what worth it will mean in the end, but whether that means money, whether that means community, or whether that means just emotional like regulation. That's what I get out of it. I'll say about doing retro revy rewinds. Has a good ring to Ooh, it. Ooh, the triple yeah. R. Yeah, yes. yeah. Alliteration. Yeah. That'd be pretty Everyone cool. Everyone listening, go follow Retro Reverie and message him and say, make content, bitch. <laughs> Start making some content. Maybe they'll come we'll back. See. You have a lot. They'll come back. And I think, I don't know, if I was you, and I got to really think about it. If I was you, like I do think you're right. You got to narrow it down and like, what's your stick? And you could change sticks over time because no one wants to see the same thing forever. You could do a series of, I guess you already did game room setups. You probably already talked about how your game, I've seen those. Yeah, I'd say beating a horse. I think I just need to go back into the OG stuff. I was talking about some video games, some stuff that I actually enjoy talking yeah, about. Yeah, just play video games or talk about video games. Just talk about shit that you really genuinely are passionate about. Yeah. It'll, come, it'll come across. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're fucking right, man. You All right, you convinced me. I thought I was unconvincible. I want to make different accounts for different shit. One's going to be toys. One's going to be video games and then setups. Or just, do you enjoy this? You can watch this. Or you, or you just do them all in one. Yeah, that's so what I'm doing the, now. <laughs> that's not good. I mean, really, the thing is just to execute. I would say do it all in one, or maybe if like one really is sticky, like the, say the toys for whatever reason, yeah. it's just the best. Then just commit. I'm just going to turn this into a toys account, and I can go make make a second one for video games. I would say though for like TikTok, because again, you can you want to like funnel people to like an ecosystem of your content. You can mention I have a second TikTok or Instagram where I post. You can even be honest about it. Like, if you want family friendly content, if you want more games that are not family friendly, I have a channel for that. I have a TikTok for that. I like that. You should be a consultant. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I think <laughs> if you knew the story of my entire life, you would not. You would, whatever. I mean, like, you'd be, you know, you'd be surprised. You're not talking to an angel here. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm more understandable because I had some, you know, some experiences in life oh, that okay. I, I can't yeah. judge. I grew up in a really high demand religion. Once I was like, hey, man, I think this is all bullshit. It was a long process. But from like 18 to 29, 30, I was crazy. I was I just did not have shit for shat figured out. So just a lot of wild shit happened. I had a lot of good times, but I did like so many. Luckily, not. Just lots of dumb shit. Lots of things like, yeah, I'm embarrassed about. And I like, I don't know. I don't even know why. Why are you getting me to talk about this shit? You motherfucker. I'm, I'm sorry, man. You remind me of this. Uh, we used to call him the Viking. Uh, the game store I used to work at. Everybody loved me. And I loved them. It was a neutral like understanding. But the Viking, this guy used to come up. I can't remember his real name. He was like going through it. You know, yeah. like really going through it. He was like doing everything you could think of. This dude was wow used to bring me in food and i like awesome man i'm glad you brought me this food but i would never eat it like and i love <laughs> this guy because <laughs> I, I don't know where that shit's been i i honestly it was like i love this guy i used to hug him smell not saying that you smelled you could smell him you know you could smell whatever he did in the, the parking you could lot smell whatever the rock was cooking yeah. <laughs> yeah i know what crack smells like you smell like crack he was badass i loved him he was a drug addict he's actually clean 
uh, well, last time I saw him three years ago, he's completely clean. But he, this dude went through it, and he knew his shit about. He knew ten times more about video games than I would ever. He was about like five, six years, a little bit older than me, and uh, he had a big ass Viking beard. He had long hair and like dreads. Yeah, dreads. White guy and sweetest guy in the world. But he was like, he reminded me of you. He's like, man, you you just don't know. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just don't know the shit. I'm like uh, a goody two shoe compared to you. But I've been brought up in some some shit that, you know, I get it. I understand what you're talking about. My my oldest brother was a drug addict for like most of his life and was going through prison. I get it. I don't understand. I understand what you're going through, but I don't like I haven't been in your shoes. So if yeah. people talk to me, I'm like, there's a right, level of yeah. understanding you can have. It's like you haven't done the exact thing, but you can still relate. And that's the best thing I think people can do because you're never going to like truly know exactly what it's like to be somebody else. Yeah. But again, that's, I think, why our conversation has not been about video games. We had this long conversation for those who are still listening about his situation before the podcast started. And we were talking about, we went like really deep, like old school homies really quick before we started even recording. That's why it's turned into this. But I was just like, you put me in this headspace, like, okay, like, you know, cause I was in your, your situation where it was like, I had failed at music. I had failed at the record label. I had kind of did okay at sales through college. But then the last two summers, I, I lost more money than I made the last two times. I went out and did sales for like 31 or 32, like almost the same age actually. And I was like, yeah. all I have is like, I tried to be a rock star and failed. Like, You're a rock yeah. star in my eyes, man. But, awesome. And I was like, I do. And I, I just started like trying shit and got a job. Like, again, I think you're probably in a good spot. I, cause I do you. Oh, that's what I was trying to remember. You distracted me. I'm going to look <laughs> this motherfucker. Let's look him up on TikTok. 66,000, you little sh- son of a bitch. I don't yeah. know. I don't, uh, I don't know if I should do pod. Like, dude, <sighs> do you know how many people are busting their ass off to try to get to that already? They're not even cl- like me. I've been busting my ass off. You're at 66,000. No, you're not quitting. You're going to continue to make content, you little shit. And and eventually, at some point, it's going to provide you opportunities that will probably turn into a way to make money. Whether it's enough to be, you know, I want to make bank, bro. Step brother reference. I haven't seen that. I actually haven't seen that movie. And you're going to freak everyone. I know. I, I apologize. To everyone listening, I get it. I get it. It's my fault. I, there is no excuse. I should have. I know there's a ball, like ball sack. Vanilla on a drum. sky, eternal <laughs> sunshine, spotless mind. I've Bulls seen eternal sunshine. Sunshine. I've seen eternal eternal sunshine. Yes. Did you like it? You enjoyed it? Uh, no, but I think the reason I didn't enjoy it is because the people that love that movie, I associated Sorry. with them and I'm not a fan of them. Okay. So I, when I think of that movie, I think of like these group of people that I'm just judgmental against. So I, yeah, I don't think, I mean, if I'm honest with you, I remember, isn't it like time travel based or like their perception of time, like their relationship or they're going through like different lives or some shit. They were wiping the memory. So he, yes. uh, he wiped the, uh, his girlfriend's memory and he, she was acting weird. They're going through a breakup and then he ended up doing the same thing. But during the process of getting his memory wiped, he was trying to like, collect his memories, realizing that he doesn't want to get rid of this shit. It's a good movie. I know it's good. I, I just, but really, I associate two people that I just don't like with that movie. So I am biased, is what I'm trying to say. I'm biased. 
Like well, you don't know anybody that has watched Vanilla Sky, so you got to watch no. that. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, all I can think of Vanilla Sky is Tom Cruise looking hot as shit on the cover. Sexy. No homo, but yeah. homo. Yeah. But yeah, Step Brothers. Anyway, you, like 66,000. So go follow him. Retro Revy, R-E-V-I, 66,000 on TikTok. And let's look up your Instagram. Shout out to Retro Afternoons. He's been hustling, making really good content. And algorithm has not been kind to him either. Why am I not following you on Instagram? I'm I am an asshole. Following you? You're following me. It said, un- it said I wasn't following. And now you got 5,542. Yeah. Um, I'm following you on TikTok, but not Instagram. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Again, 5,000 on Instagram, which is really hard. Instagram is brutal. And then 66,000 on TikTok. Do you have YouTube? Yeah, I have YouTube, but the content on there is not so great. I'm actually going to, if I'm going to go back at this, I'm going to wipe it clean and go back. I'm going to find my uh, niche. Find your niche. I think you should commit to uh, at least being a consistent hobby. Yeah. At the very least. Consistency is more important than going balls to the wall because you'll burn out. I was uh, thinking about going back into streaming again. That's like a, a big thought of mine, going, returning <sighs> back to Twitch. It's, I'm biased against it. Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about even changing platforms to go on the YouTube. I just don't know. I have 2,000 followers on Twitch. Dude, that's a lot. Badass friends I met on there. It's, that's kind of like the thing. Like, if I maybe I should go back there for a week and be like, hey, remember me? How you guys been? I'm going to YouTube and trying to like grab my old community. That's is all about, man. Like, TikTok, there's a couple of guys that I met on there. Like, out of 66,000, it's more of like the same people who keep on coming back to say, I know them, you know, from like when I started this whole thing. And pushing them to Instagram. Once they came over, I'm like, well, I don't really need TikTok anymore. I'm more about those group of people who actually engage in my content that I enjoy looking forward to hear their feedback. Dude, your uh, average views are pretty like consistent. There are content creator out there that are literally dreaming of being where you're at right now. I feel bad. So just don't like- forget that. There's people out there that literally their goal is to get to where you are right now. Damn. That's where I'm at. I feel, I, sh- I feel shitty. Don't feel <laughs> shitty. It's just saying, like, dude, you like you should be emboldened, like confident. Like, wait, I actually can do it. The evidence is I've already have done it. I remember when TikTok was getting it was becoming a thing. And uh I was I was working marketing and this guy, uh William Beam, he's a insane photographer. This kid has traveled the world. He's a kid. He's he's like twenty-two or something like that. He's done social media when I was working with him and he was telling me like, uh, you should do, uh, you should go to TikTok. And I'm like, tick who? He's like, TikTok. It's like Vine. I'm like, oh, I remember Vine. Vine was badass. He goes, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like Vine. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. I can't dance. And he's like, well, that's the thing. You don't have to dance. You can do whatever. And I'm like, whatever. So I can talk about video games. And then he's like, well, yeah, if that's your thing. He's like, I don't recall bumping into anybody that does like video games. Mm. I'm like, huh, video games. So I'm I'm going through the hashtags, looking Nintendo, looking up uh, Sega, looking up the OG stuff. Nothing, nothing was popping up. Nothing, a couple things with game rooms. And I'm like, am I jumping into a platform where it's fresh with no yes, like you were fingerprint? You gaming? still are. You still are. Technically. But now it's becoming, it's becoming more, it's a trend, it's huge. It's a trending platform. It is yes. a lot harder, especially, I think it's more difficult 
for me to jump in now with that 66,000 to try to get the algorithm to build up is actually be easier for me to go ahead and uh, clean slate and create a new page and go ahead and just well, what you do should that. do is you should make like two other accounts where you just do the like the more gore shit yeah because like that's yeah. like i just did a video on like this pc game succubus it's like the sequel to agony dude and, succubus uh, yeah the fucking game is awesome the game it's a little janky but overall it's pretty awesome yeah it's um, another one called uh, it, like, something lost one of the, very similar like did really really well and i i specifically was very careful about what i said and what shots and how i edited it it's like i yeah. want it to, i want people to like get it like how because the game is very uh, I, dude the game <laughs> i well, i can say this hopefully like yeah on podcast should be a big when you first do the first torture mechanic and you knock the baby out of the pregnant lady and then beat her to death with the baby can't post that <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah we're not posting that i was like if you find a way to post that that thing would get like 10 million views dude, it, yeah yeah but at the if expense you the of your account your getting shut down <laughs> yeah. and see ya but that's what in the video i was like uh there's some shit in this game that i literally can't even describe but like this this game is intense one sec uh, i got a i got a game for you i'm not sure if you've played it lust from beyond oh, that sounds like it's gonna be oh my god <laughs> let's check this out are you on steam right now i'm watching the trailer on youtube oh god oh my god can you okay. post it on youtube <laughs> i mean i'm sure the trailer's i'm sure the trailer has been edited okay so it's a first person shooter that i first the sections that look like sort of like gore agony succubus kind of like but then there's also like insane asylum red brooms religious like cult stuff drinking from a chalice it's got everything. Then it's got like aliens, space world caves, and like weird creatures. But then like a mansion, a red room, Lovecraftian for sure. Definitely like a bunch of oh, Lovecraftian and guy like like Alien, literally the franchise. What's yes. his name? R. H. Ginger Ginger is his name. The guy that's yeah. behind G I G R. Yeah, yeah. There's like that style in this. This looks. Is this out? Yes. Yeah, this it came out in uh, March 11th, 2021. I'm going to yeah. do a video on this shit for sure. Yes. Now, it is. how does it play, yeah. though? I haven't played it. I only watched people play it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, but, I had to watch them through Steam. I couldn't even watch them like, play it on Twitch because I'm sure that's like a block yeah, game. Yeah, there's no way. But yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so anal about like video quality and because I ha- have this nice video card. Well, I want to know a dirty secret. I'll just be a dirty secret sometimes because I, I don't want to like pull footage from somewhere else. YouTube because it's like compressed and you download it. It's shitty. If, as long as you don't play over two hours of a game, you can refund it on Steam. And so a lot of times I'll play it and I'll get as much footage as I can in like an hour and a half, try to get as far as I can because I want to do a video on it, but I don't necessarily want to like play the whole you, game. or play You can return games. a game on Steam? Yeah, any game, as long as you don't play over two hours. No way. As long as your playtime is like within 48 hours and under two hours of total playtime, you just request a refund and they'll refund your card. Oh, okay. Well, I can return to this shitty mummy game that was like supposed to be similar to Phasmophobia. It was just complete trash. People, everyone's talking about that game still. Phasmophobia? I played that game on release. I knew it was a banger. I, I played it. I was like, this is a banger. Yeah. This, it is, seems this like game to do so well. Yeah. You haven't played it. I haven't played it. No, everyone keeps talking about it, but I don't do so. I do not do multiplayer online. I just don't. Yeah. I think huh. I'm a well, 
I play Smash Brothers. I'll fuck some people up in Smash Brothers, but that's yeah. like usually local. Like you're hanging out. And I got really into Halo 1. I was pretty good at Halo 1. I don't know why. Like, I, again, because when I sit down to play a game, 99.9% of the time, I'm also trying to make content. And so there's like an agenda. I want to talk about this game. I've researched it. I've wrote something with it. I want to capture the footage. I want to get the best footage possible. So like, there's always like a purpose. And I've been focusing on so many retro, like actual retro games, mm-hmm. but I've been having more success focusing about modern games that are indie. So I'm kind of morphing into like retro and indie games. Plus, I think indie developers deserve someone trying to amplify. Like it's so hard. I'm I'm glad to see influencers like cover indie shit. They they put so much their own money into it and their own yeah. like their time. Yeah, they 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 definitely deserve it. There's some really good indie games, man. And I think people want to see it. Like Succubus is like it's a it's a niche indie game. I mean, it's decent budget. A bunch of people, they're real talent from other studios, but it's still in comparison an indie game. It's not a super small indie game. And it did really, really well. I, I posted about this one called Anno Mutations. The Steam, it's the demo is or Anno colon mutagens, I think. It's on Steam. There's a demo. It's like this 2D pixel. It's like this mix of 3D and pixel graphics. And it's like a Metroidvania and also an RPG. It's fucking everything I love in a game. Just type in A-N-N-O and it should come up like mutagens or mutations. Uh, how do you even pronounce that? Mutationum? Mutationin? I don't know. Yeah. That's another one people got mad at me for pronouncing Ooh, wrong on the video. has that, that uh, cyberpunk look? It's like, it's like cyberpunk. Um, did you ever see a preview for a game that never came out called The, the Long Night or The Night Before? But it was. It ended up being vaporware. The last night, four years ago, look that up. It's basically this game never came out, but had the coolest style ever. Animal Mutations is actually coming out as a demo, and it's like a similar style. Oh, that's beautiful. It reminds me of Bioshock for some weird reason. Yeah. So this game, the last night. Look, if you're listening, look it up. It's one of the most saddest disappoint. Like I was so amped for this game, and it just ended up falling apart and never happening. But uh, I've always wanted a game that could combine like this 2D pixel and 3D depth of field and layers and and like 3D effects. And anyway, no one's really done it except this game Anna Mutagens. Is there's a demo? The demo plays is short, but it plays really good. I'm pretty sure the game's going to come out. I think the game's actually going to get finished. Um, I'm super stoked on that game. That video did well too, and like I think it's an incredibly small team doing that game. I would assume seems like a pretty small game. Developer um, Odd Tales to see what else they worked on. Nothing. Have they made anything else other than this? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. You could do that too, dude. You could talk about reindeer game, and there, there could be, there's a huge market for the shit. Shit, talk about Spawn. By the way, I, I did not forget about Spawn on Dreamcast. I you were chatting, and I watched some videos. I, I need to play this game. Amazing. I love Spawn. They keep saying they're going to make a new Spawn, and it just never happens. Yeah, they'll let us down. Well, guys, we talked about some video games and some gaming memories. We didn't talk about games. I think people like it. Here's why I'm not too worried about it. When I had Garrett on, we were actually doing the audio call on Discord. And I don't like, since I don't really use my Discord, I don't police it. There's no, like anyone can join the chat. I didn't realize that people had joined the Discord chat and were just listening. We were just using it to record, to talk to each other. And after the podcast ended, we got into it. Uh, Josh from Still Loading Podcasts, who's a badass, 
Josh is like really religious, like Christian. And I grew up in like a high demand Christian church and I'm like pretty anti-religion and, and, and Garrett was in the middle. We ended up talking about religion and spirituality for like hours. And I found out later that people were listening and messaging me and they loved it. So I have a suspicion that maybe this podcast people will like, even though we didn't talk about games that much. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. Love you, Retro man. I appreciate Revy. it. <laughs> Thank Retro you. Revy. I also talked way more than normal, but you just, you got me going. I didn't mean to like, normally it's about the guest, but I, maybe I needed the data dump on someone and you just got it out of me. So I had a good time. This is awesome. Yeah. Let's chill. Great. Go check his shit out. Tell him to make content. He's already Thanks, guys. done really it. well. What's your, uh, so retro, is it retro Revy the same across the board? Twitter? Across the board, yeah. Across All the, the board, same. retro Revy. That's yep. good. Mine's not. Smart man. Yep. I'm Smart on every, man. every platform, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. What if you made an OnlyFans? I've been thinking about this for a while where it wasn't, it was for women, but it wasn't actually porn. It was emotional porn. Yeah. That's so a, that's it was like they could watch videos of like, babe tell me about your day and like it's just uh, as a joke but I, I the more i thought about it like not only would it be funny i think if you could actually make women feel like emotionally heard it would work it would i think it would work i think it would you make some serious dough i think you could i'll be i'll be a pimp <laughs> <laughs> sweet dude i appreciate it retro revy everywhere anything else man no, that's that's it, man. You guys know everything about me. Kind of. I, Every, I do everything, look, everything but my address. Everything but your address. Or the games that you actually played growing up, which is the <laughs> whole point of the podcast. We're going to have to do round three now. We will, dude. Anytime. <laughs> it's weird because on my side, it shows that we're uh, mutual. We're friends. Oh, well, I just followed you. Did you get a, did you get a notification? Uh, no, I didn't get a notification. What? Yeah. Wait. Oh. I'm logged. In. I'm logged into a different Instagram. <laughs> oh that my big, god! Big brain shit over here. Big brain shit over we here. We have some. We have some mutuals. That's awesome. I uh, I just followed you from my music account. Yeah, that's right. For some reason, I can't log into my Instagram account on my phone anymore. It just says I can't log you in. Blocked. But I can log into it on my de- desktop. Like I'm logged into it right now because I messaged you. I'm sure I'll figure it out, but. Um, that's awesome what are we talking about now well, f- everything other than gaming everything <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault that's 110 listen i'm sorry guys it's what fine 